0: Man, you know the fuck that is nigga play on me, man. <laughs> Alright, fuck it, let's get it. Yeah sir. What's poppin' with y'all? Welcome back to another motherfucker episode. Of the Until Further Noise podcast. I am the flies, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. OG Hatch, man. You know what the fuck it is, man. What's up with the motherfucking people, man? It's episode 65, man, on the grind of 100, man. This shit won't stop for a motherfucking soul. I tell you that shit each and every motherfucking week, man. This week, or it's a special one. I ain't gonna lie to you. I tell you how each and every week, man, the goal is to bring on dope motherfuckers who out there doing dope shit in the community. That's what the fuck I'm gonna do. I won't stop for a motherfucking me soul. This week on episode 65, bro, we got a very special guest, my boy Keith, Keith Jones Jr., aka Big Glitch, aka the Black of the Berry, the Big of the Beast. This nigga's a motherfucking prop. So, on my guest, man, what's a shout out to my boy Keith, man? What's up with you, Brody? What's the word with it, bro? Nothing much, man. I'm happy as fuck to have you on here, bro. Real shit, you a motherfucking living legend in my eyes, man. What's up, man? Likewise, we're respected with it. Real shit. I gotta be honest with you. When I told a few motherfuckers I was going to be doing this episode with you, a lot of motherfuckers didn't believe I'm be honest with you. From day one when I told people me and you was cool, even back when we was in high school, niggas didn't believe it. Niggas was looking at you from a total different point of view than I was looking at you from. You no. was just chief that we was kicking it on, on the porch talking shit with each other every day, you know what I'm saying, after school type shit. I didn't know the, 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 the beast, the savage that you truly was and putting fair in niggas' hearts like that, fam. What's up with you, man? <laughs> I remember them Nantucket
1: days man. I used to go over there to my mama's crib, you know, my parents were divorced, so we stayed right right around the corner, you know, my mama stayed in Nantucket. Your I used friend. to come outside with you, Tony, yo, all y'all boys, I used to be going outside. Over. I was like, man, ain't nothing to do over here. <laughs> we was going to go knock on doors. forget it. Man. Y'all boys popped out, but we ain't even had no basketball hoop over there, boy. We yeah, was sure. outside just doing dumb stuff. Like, yeah. it, it was- <laughs>
0: You, but you know these kids now; they don't know shit about that. They in the house playing games and shit like that. We was outside just making shit to do.
1: <laughs> outside, like passing the time. Like we, is daylight out? I bet. Right. Like, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, like, I gotta be, be, outside, type it's <laughs> they it be outside. Shit. Outside. Um, but like I said, people don't know. That's what it, That's what our friendship, literally actually started, man. Just from. Being some little kids in an some, in, in some apartment complex outside, just talking shit, trying to have fun out of anything. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing you on, man, you know what I'm saying you're doing big things. You coaching now. You was a fucking uh, all-star athlete in high school. Went on to the next level. Played D1 ball. Played arena league football. We're gonna get into all that. We're gonna get into you coaching and the, the new generation. You taking steps and becoming a better man yourself. Um, but I want to start this podcast off like I do with every guest, man. I want to start this podcast off with a mental health check, man. I want to ask you, bro. How are you doing on a scale of one to ten? Physically, financially, mentally, all that shit, man.
1: Man, I say physically, ten. Mentally, we about eight and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, financially, for my situation, ten. You know, <laughs> of course, we all can have one, but for my current situation, ten. Cause got you to got to you know, say sacrifice for what you want. So Thanks. sacrifice a little thing for stone. you be alright.
0: Facts, facts. Now, that's the way the motherfucking me go, bro. And I'm glad to hear you that you're doing good, bro, because a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, it be, be motherfuckers out here that say they're doing good and say they're doing and say they doing that, but you can look at them in their face and tell, nah, this nigga cat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, I'm looking at you and me knowing you personally, how you give it up on a day-to-day basis. I know you ain't faking it for the, you know, you ain't faking it. So yeah. I'm glad to th- that you actually doing good, bro. Because I know niggas that's doing that's doing bad right now, and I can't help them. <laughs> they gonna be doing bad for a little bit more longer. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> can't help everybody's situation. Now you gotta take care
0: of yours first. Facts, and you gotta grind and make it to where you want to make it to. So I definitely respect that. Um, yeah. 2021. Now we all know about 2020, man. 2020 was a fucked up year. Um, but if you ask me, I don't think 2021 is that much of a difference. I just think it's a mindset type of thing. Um, but that's how I feel. My thing, my question to you is, what's the biggest difference from you and how you moving around in 2021 compared to 2020? I
1: mean, shoot, man. 2020, we all know, felt like a blur. Yeah. It, it felt like almost a long year, but it's like a wasted year, so it felt short We really finally got to get outside. And, I don't know, bro. 2020 kind of like change people's perspective. (laughs) For me, 2020 was my first year of college coaching. We didn't even have a season at the D2 school I was at, man. It was just a a whole learning experience, the whole 2020, man, about how the world works and how things are affected compared to 2021. It's like, man, it's amazing. I mean, (laughs) it ain't perfect. It ain't back to where we wanted to be, but it's like, man, it's – Close enough type shit. it's close enough. (laughs) Like, I mean – you risk it in anyway so you might as, right. as well go outside. So, you know, I you was know, one of the people that had to get, had to get vaccinated on my job and everything. It was what it was. I'm like, shoot, I ain't tripping off of it, man. Enough people took mm-hmm. it, so if it's going to hit me like that, it's going to hit everybody else, too, that I took with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, next man, man, next to me got the same shot. We good. So, you know, that was sure. what it. Really was. I mean, to be honest, man, it's, it feel it feel good in 2021. It's coming from 2020. Like, it just feel good. Yeah. And so it's it just I don't know. It just
0: feel good, man. It feel free again. Nah, and, that, and that, that's real shit. That, that's definitely real shit because, like I said, 2020, nigga, the whole world was on punishment type shit. Niggas didn't expect that. straight was on straight punishment, so niggas didn't expect that. I want to ask you this because you know what I'm saying with 2020 being your first, you know, it's your first year into the coaching round, um, and we know. With the fan, the whole fans aspect of it, you know, i saying fans not being there and things of that nature. Yeah, when you, yeah. you, you, I'm, I'm assuming y'all went through that shit too, right?
1: Well, that's the thing.
0: So in 2020, and I was at the D2 school, we didn't have
1: a season,
2: so oh, I didn't.
1: You I, it? Yeah, you know, they canceled D2, so, I so we was just lifting, lifting cats all season. Yeah, we had a whole bunch of other stuff going on within school administration that was like, you know. Kind of affecting what we do, but like we didn't have a season, so I any game on Saturday, I'm watching games. <laughs> I'm killing on Saturday. I'm watching yeah. like, don't watching games on recruitment. so it wasn't like it wasn't too, it wasn't nothing much for me, for real. I mean, experience that. Damn, like, they hit you out with the last chance.
0: Damn, they the last chance of you, they just they just wiped your shit out. Man, came we come back from camp.
1: They like oh,
0: wait a week. They're like, yeah, we canceled. I'm
1: like,
0: oh look. That's fucked
1: up. I, I mean, again, it was still learning experience, though. Like it was it was cool. Like, yeah. It, like as a college coach, you don't get your
0: weekends. Like, I mean, this is my <laughs> coach and I'm weekends off what's going yeah. on. You know what I'm saying? So And I mean, like you say, it's still a learning experience because I think I kinda look at that kind of like, you know what I'm saying, when niggas come into the league, like Ben Simpson niggas, they came to the league, but they got hurt and had to start their whole year niggas still learn hella information you know what i'm saying you still went into that learning the recruitment process you know what i'm saying learning what these even these d2 level players actually putting their buy through during day they, they level the training the, the weightlifting aspect actually totally different each level you go to so even mm-hmm. when you're going through that and experiencing that that's still hella fucking knowledge that niggas that didn't go through that wouldn't have got so i right. definitely understand that um but I like say it, it, it was different. Now you in twenty twenty one, you got your, you you were different. You went up a level. You know I so went from D two to D one. See, nigga, that's why I started something. You, you a legend in my eyes, my nigga. How many yeah. niggas you know? I mean, <laughs> think about this, my nigga. How many niggas you know? Go get a job, and like the job is kind of you know what I'm saying it's tainted because you can't do everything you want, yeah. but still get a promotion. Like, come on, my nigga. You got to look at that. Like, you, you got to command that, my nigga. Man, I mean, the crazy thing is, though, like,
1: at the D2 school, our head coach had got fired. Mm. Plus, some like, you know, he wasn't even, plus off the field, it wasn't even for on-field stuff. They just didn't like him. He got fired. But that man, he was from St. Louis. And, shoot, I look at this. He gave me my first opportunity to coach college. Right. And it was like, man, boom, on. I'm, I'm like dang i'm rehabbing and everything and i'm working and i'm coaching girls basketball at north and you know i'm there subbing and everything like i usually do and mm-hmm. then i'm like man i'm not gonna be ready by the season and so i hit him up on facebook because he posted something about he has some graduate assistant spots open yeah I just, hit him up, I just hit him in the dm on facebook and he's like hear my number call me and then we talked on the phone and then i said man coach I, you know, I coach girls basketball right now. He's like, man, finish your contract with them and then you, you still got a spot with me. So he kind of blessed me with a good opportunity. I'm like, oh I bet, he he messing with me. Like, yeah, bet. And some season ago I go. I'm like, we good. Yeah, y'all Like, he gave me my first opportunity. So, but then you know what I'm saying? I was gonna rob with whatever what he was telling right. me about. So, and that was like a blessing, cause you know, cats like us don't get them opportunities on that. You know, know. that level, and it just is what it is. It's the way of, it's the way of the world. But shoot, mm-hmm. I'm saying, it gave me my opportunity. He like, you know, what I'm saying, like, you from St. Louis. I recruited your brother, even though I ain't get him. Hey, like, I'm gonna give you that chance. It's like, come on, and shoot from there. It was like,
0: I'm gone. Let's go. And that's 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 love and respect. And that's and, that's, and I want to ask you to follow up on that. Like you said with. A lot of people like us, we don't get those opportunities, especially in in the field that you in. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. can be the good old boy network type shit like that. So for you to get the opportunity and actually, you know what I'm saying, and and, and leap on it. A lot of times, niggas are get an opportunity put into put uh put towards them in a way that they don't actually see the the full benefit from it and be scared to hop on the opportunity. Yeah. So it says a lot about you to even take on the opportunity knowing that you still trying to recover from an injury knowing that you already had motherfucking commitments with coaching women's basketball, yeah. it, takes, it says a lot about you to be like, nah, this nigga talking about something that I'm actually interested in. Like you said, I grew up on, my mama told me this when I was little, bro. Closed mouth, don't get fed type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So by you even get this opportunity by reaching out to him on Facebook, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly, like I Think about it like 10 years, like 10, 15, 20 years down the line to wherever you end up. Say you on Sundays, you know what I'm saying coaching it, and yeah. a, a reporter come ask you how this all started. Your answer gonna be, "Shots DM my my uh, old coach on Facebook." <laughs> like, like, man, that's crazy. Crazy as a motherfucker, crazy. man. Um, speaking of coaches, bro. Speaking of coaches, I want to read something to you that I found. Cause like I t- like I told you, man, back when we was kids. Now you know before I even get to that, bro, I want to tell you, I want to talk to you about the moment in time where I realized. Niggas was looking at you different than I was looking at you. I remember you graduated twelve, right? Twenty twelve, right? Twenty twelve. All right, so it was my junior year. It was my junior year. And we was getting ready to come play. uh McClure versus- he was saying this for me. I remember we played at the crib. Yeah, yeah. So bleeding up to the game, nigga, we watching film. You know, we had practice before we go and watching film. And niggas talking about Keith. I'm like Keith Jones. I'm like Keith Jones. Keith Jones. I'm like yeah, nigga, Keith Jones. Now, granted, I knew, nigga, you was nice. But I had actually never seen it type shit. Like, I wasn't paying attention. You know what I'm saying? You know you heard niggas is nice? Yeah. You like, it's my nigga. Like, I'm happy he's doing good. Like, yeah. I knew I was, I felt I was good. <laughs> but when I was watching, I watched film on you. I'm like, nah. <laughs> but, like, 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 that's when I realized everybody not going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas can want to make it, but everybody not going to make it. Because it's different levels to shit. And we watching, fam, for you, and I'm sitting back and listening to how these niggas is talking about you. Like, I don't, I don't think you understood how scared niggas really was to go against you. Mm. It, it wasn't north, fam. It, it wasn't going against north for us. It was niggas like, I got to go against Keith ass all day. Like, that's what niggas was talking about, bro. Sorry, more. <laughs> so fast forward to when we actually get to game day, fam. i never forget this shit. I had made a play in the backfield. I'm thinking I'm doing good. You pull, I get in your hip pocket and shit. A couple plays later, I know bullshit. No bullshit, dog. You came up to me on the line, stream You said, watch this. Now I'm going actually I said, Oh, he to fuck me up. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, bro, I think we coolin', it like, bro, finna fuck me up. That nigga said, watch this. They hyped the motherfucking ball. You pull. My nigga X, you remember X, light like, skinned X with, with with the dreads and shit. Yeah. You pulled my nigga. I get in your hip pocket, but th- at this point in time, I'm I'm looking around now. I'm in fan mode because you didn't told me watch this type shit. So I'm like, either he finna fuck me up or he finna do something spectacular.
1: <laughs> I, think I, know, I think I know who probably blocked you that play while you was waiting. Yeah, I got blocked because I was in, I was on bullshit. I was <laughs> I know I know who you got If I pulled, I know who play we run,
0: I know who blocks you for sure. Yeah, I got I, I mean I got fucked up. But the but the, the 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 story is when you pull and hit X, I ain't never seen Ace get fucked up like that. Because right. X is probably one of our biggest line when you hit that that was a highlight bro for us and nigga you you did it we was in film the next day like yo X bro, he fucked you up B <laughs> like, like but that's when I realized I was like, nah, bro, this nigga different. That's why when I started the podcast, I'm like, nah, nigga, the, the blacker the berry, the bigger the beast. Because that's when I realized what well, white people was afraid of. I'm like, you see this big black motherfucker coming through here, swinging shit like that. Like, like in high school, bro, what did what was you what did you get from being out there? Like it's a lot of niggas that were just better than everybody. But it was different with you because you worked hard and you knew what the fuck was going on. You know what I'm saying? So in high school, how did you approach the game type shit? Shoot, to
1: be honest, bro, like, uh, and I'm all my all boys that played with me, they would tell you, like, bro, they seen me, like, really as an on-field coach. Like, I knew what everybody had to do. I was understanding, you know, the game of football. When I was young, my dad was teaching it to me. You know what I'm saying? I had to – I was fortunate enough for my dad to be able to teach it to me. So – you know, I didn't play almost every position on the field except for center and safety. But, like, I understood the game. So it was easy for me when I got to North because, to be honest, I was supposed to go to MICDS at first. Mm-hmm. And the coach had resigned or retired, one of those two. And so now I had ended up going to – we moved with my dad and I too with Coach Henke when my dad was coaching McCool. We was in middle school at the time. And so when we moved – uh, over by north but i went to hazel west for like two weeks during the summer yeah my dad was like man you going to hazel west central over cool north i'm like i go to west so i was using you know his baby mom address and uh uh-huh. true i ain't like it over there they weren't teaching me nothing i'm like man, i don't know how to power clean like it, just especially you going there and know how to do it yeah, yeah. So he's like all right well let's just try talk so go to north i go to north Coach holler hollering me you know what i'm saying he should see me now Show me stuff, but the walls was filled with people that he sent to college, bro. And like that relationship started there. I chose North, and like they would feed me so much information, like they really, they really taught us over there. And so a lot of people ain't pick it up, but they really taught us to the point where I understood, like, man, we got this blitz coming, let's shake this thing. Or my mm-hmm. senior year, by the time we played y'all in that game, I was making the protection calls up front. I was making the adjustments up front. G baby was just putting in the work behind us. So, you know, when I get to the line of scrimmage, I'm we might change the protection. You know what I'm saying? I look at if I look at him scan around, I look at G, I'm like, we good. He calls it, we good. If yeah. I need to change it, I'll change it. Like coach put that much information in me. Let me be that, you know, he trusts me that much, but he got a lot of information in me that I absorb throughout my time. So, you know. I know where we went wrong. I know we messed up when a mistake was happening. And yeah. that's the kind of approach I took. It was like, man, I'm always getting information. I'm always receiving it. And, bro, to be honest, bro, I just always took in the information. Guys was asking me for information. I give it to them, like, what they need to do. And, so just being a student in the game, it was like – it was natural for me. So it was never like I had the work to do. It was just natural. Like, I, I automatically,
0: I'm going to listen. I'm gonna remember what you said. I'm gonna lock in. But that's why I say. But that, But that's why I say. I was looking at you like now. Nah, this nigga different. Like you said, you calling this shit out. You know what this nigga's supposed to do. You know what what, what the defense finna. Uh, you know what the blitz package finna come. It's like when you see that. Like you. It's cool seeing that on Sunday. You know. I mean, you always see the offensive guard. You know what I'm saying. Point. You know what I'm saying. and tap the the, the center on his thigh and shit like that. You yeah, always see cool. that. But when you see that on, on at a at a youth type level. High school, middle school, you know what I'm saying? Before you even get to college and all that, that's when you say, No, this nigga special. Like, I look at I I always look at myself like, Yeah, I I took the the X's and O's serious. I need to know what I want to do and what the nigga next to me needs to do so we can be successful. But I got that from watching you. You know, I only see you do it for one game, and it was that's how impactful it was for me because I'm like, now this nigga, like this nigga different. So I I I actually look at that and I look at like from what I'm gonna read you from because I found this article. You know what I'm saying from your high school football coach, and when I seen this and I read it, you know I really don't read shit like this. I'm like, they ain't talking about she kissing that. <laughs> but when I read this, I wanted to make sure I brought it up on the pod because it goes into what you're doing in your in your uh, life right now. uh so I, I want to read this for you, bro. It's a, uh, let me see this motherfucker. What does nigga say? It's uh, all <clears> right. <throat> This is from Coach. What's his nigga name? Shadowmaker? What's his nigga name? Coach Shoddy. Shoddy. That's <laughs> another thing, bro. Before I read this. Coach Shoddy. Coach Shoddy? right, I'm going to call him Coach Shoddy, too. I'm happy you went to North, bro. Before I read this, because you said something about them feeding you information about the game. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Now, we had we had Darion Dilla, a nigga who I felt like Mike Evans. You know was, what I'm saying? a killer. Killer, dog. Nigga. <laughs> Darion was oh, a killer. I just had to put that
1: out
2: there.
1: He was a killer. Like bro. you saying when when he when he went to that school out there, bro. He was doing that in high school with the ease. Like, like, hey, I he was like he was D1 town,
0: bro. Like, bro. Anytime I watch the Buccaneers play and I see Mike Evans, I'll be like, bro, that was Darion Della, fam. That was
1: Darion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like Darion was straight Mike Evans in high school.
1: Put him in a put him in a D one college program. I guarantee you Darion would
0: have weighed about 215, 220 straight muscle, man the nigga is he he just was in the bag and i told him this not too long ago bro you see when i was on facebook telling niggas about how we suck for real but i, I told darion, yeah, the
2: truth.
0: <laughs> man, niggas didn't like you niggas ain't like the truth bro i'm <laughs> like bro we wasn't there good though they ain't like the truth but darion he just i told him bro you was just one of them niggas that should have been at a different school bro because oh, man. we was running the d-wing fam with this nigga at wide receiver we were in the d-wing like Come, on, it, so. Come on, man. Yeah, that nigga, I feel so bad for that nigga. But I want to read this quote, bro, because it says a lot about you. Um, this is from Coach Shoddy back in in high school for you. He said, he's a little bit of a throwback being a three-sport athlete in today's world where kids tend to specialize, Shoddy said. The most impressive thing about Jones, uh, Shoddy says, that he did need to be a star on the team. He was a key cog on the football and track squads. But he was also fine with being a bit player for the basketball team, too. Whether it was two minutes, four minutes, or six minutes, he was going to play his role to help his team win. Um, then they get listening. Your weight and shit, six feet, six foot two, two hundred and eighty pounds. That's why I tell y'all, all the friends of show listening, the show, listen the bigger, the of the berry, the bigger the beast. This nigga was 6'2", 280 <laughs> in high school, fam. Dunking and shit, playing football, throwing and tracking the nigga was different. Like niggas be talking about not knowing fucking. Man, child, as kids, no, I knew him. You're looking at one right now on the screen, my nigga. <laughs> um. But also, he said, Coach Shotty also went on to say he is very seldom, uh, he very seldom made a mental mistake. Not only did he know his position, but the others around him too. Playing both sides of the ball wasn't much of a problem because I've been doing it for a while. Keith Jones said, um, and the big, the, the big thing, well, this is for you. This, this is actually from you. You said the big thing for me was playing hard on every play. I knew I had to do that to become a great player. I transfer that over to what you're doing your day. When, when you hear that quote from Coach Shoddy years ago, nigga, damn it what 10 years ago at this point in time. What is that? What does that make you think about, bro? When you hear that, that quote from Shoddy, to be honest, man, I mean, we've been doing this stuff for
1: a long time. And you know, was very influential on me as far as like school and everything, and, like. You know, I hadn't played for a coach like Shotty. I was yeah, disciplined and everything. And my dad stayed on me. He taught me how to get coached by other coaches. I ain't just listen to him. He taught me how to get coached by other coaches. That's one of the biggest things he taught me. So, like, you know, some guys used to struggle with Shotty. And I'm like, man, just look, y'all be quiet. Listen, just do what he asked me how to do. Yeah, and man. it was so funny, you know, when I became the lead on the team, I tell my, my dogs, like, bro, just let me handle bro. Y'all got issues, bro. Let me just take it to Shotty and we just try to get the fish, but Like, don't mess up a good thing. Like, but we good. Yeah. Y'all boys just chatter amongst ourselves and leave it at that, man. And dudes was trusting me in that, and they did that. So we ended up being successful with it. But the quote is not something that I haven't heard before because it's something that I continuously was hearing throughout, not only when I got in high school, but throughout my life. So right. it wasn't nothing that was different. Even my boy Coran, uh, I forgot when I talked to him probably some months ago. I see him on my partner' funeral, one uh, of our teammates' funeral. Uh, this dude that started center for John Austin, he passed away like a year and a, like a, year and a half ago, I think.
0: R.I.P. Yeah,
1: man. It's crazy, bro. And it was like just a free accident, but we went to the funeral and stuff. And he went yeah. boy, around like, bro, you always been that dude. Like, you always been that person that you is. Like, you always been like an on-field coach. Everybody listened to you. You know, you had a way with people and stuff like that. So when he, you know, coach, I said that type of comment. Like I understood like, man, yeah, like, like I understand where you're coming from and I understand it. And it's like, well, you gotta, you gotta do more. When I said, you know, one of the things I said was I had to play hard every play. Cause mm-hmm. I heard that when I went to a camp. Yeah. I went to, a, I went to a camp, you know, in high school and, and kind of messed myself over at the camp. The coach was like, man, you don't play, you don't play hard enough. And my mom, I'm like, bro, I'm playing both ways. But I'm like, that can't be no excuse. Like, right. they told me like, bro, you want to be good, you got to do more. At the practice, you got to condition. And I started conditioning by myself. Eventually, the whole line started coming with me at the practice. Like,
0: mm-hmm. it ain't yeah, like- you're you're making to it. You taking an initiative. They see you laying down the, the the framework of being successful.
1: fact, so it was just like, it, it ain't take nothing for me like to do it like two times. Yeah. My, my dude, Armis hop, hopped in, Big Miles hopped in, Jay hopped in. And then all of a sudden, you see the whole line doing it. We all on that. and it was just like they was with it, and they was trusting me. So I, I had confidence when I'm talking. So yeah, I know people listening. I got confidence when I talk.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you picked up on something I picked up on a lot when I was uh, younger as well. It, you found out that motherfuckers was was is, I don't like saying following you, but motherfuckers fuck like you was a you was a leader type shit. You you picked yeah. up on that
1: early on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I found that out. Yeah, you know, I mean, shoot, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was leading cats and I understood my role and their life was just leading them. And it wasn't even awesome, like, you know, you know, how some people like, man, you should listen to me. Like, it was never like that. It's like, yeah. we hold, and I keep it a buck with folks. And they like, you right, bro, like, straight up, you right. And it wasn't even like, all, and I would never come at nobody the wrong way. Why? Well, yeah. I was supposed to come at them.
0: Unless you I, like, yeah. I gotta be honest with you, though, bro. You not a little nigga. <laughs> like <laughs> you ain't never been a little nigga. So anytime you say some shit gonna go a certain way, it it, it, it it's gonna go that way nine times out right, of ten, fam. Like, like, like let's go. I'm I'm saying like I'm put you like this, nigga. The society is happy that you or you a taxpaying citizen. You you a good guy, cause mm-hmm. nigga if you. Shit to go a certain way, shit could go a certain way, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Let's not kid ourselves, nigga. I stay, I stay on the (laughs) straight (laughs) narrow. No, but I I bought some serious shit, bro. I understand what you're saying. Like, you you figured out early on that to get what you want out of this, you gotta put the work in, yeah. And with you having the qualities of being a leader and you being you, like, I, I know you, my nigga, so. With you being you, it don't surprise me that when other people seeing you putting in the groundwork to be successful, they fall in those footsteps because you got yeah. that type of aura about you. Niggas say I got that same aura about myself. So it's obvious to see when other people got that because, nigga, you, they, they, you're a good dude. Niggas see you putting in the work to put in that time. Wow. Um, so I definitely get that. Um, I want to ask you this because before I that quote, Coach Shadi mentioned he was a three sports star. I did three sports as well. I did wrestling, football, and I did track and field as well. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, bro. When it comes to sports, what are the lessons you learned about yourself in playing sports? Lessons I learned about myself. Yeah, or lessons you learned. Period. Just, just, just period. About yourself, people, anything, life.
1: One of the biggest lessons I learned was the meaning of tradition. Mm. Like it was a, it was like. It was tradition. It become a pride thing you got the oil. Like, mm-hmm. tradition and pride, they go hand in hand. Because if you got, if you respect tradition, you gonna have pride to respect that tradition. Facts. Nice. You ain't gonna let your pride be in the way of that tradition. So like, mm-hmm. man, teaching teaching myself, well, not teaching myself, but my dad teach me about tradition. When I was a youngster, like, I feel like I had an advantage when I was young. Like, my dad was, you know what I'm saying? I was with my dad, my dad was there. Yeah, I, I, I knew yeah. your pops. He make me work out at six. Six years old, I'm lifting. I'm lifting in in the basement and everything, and I'm running. And he he did that stuff to me early, so I already good yeah. along the way. You know what I'm saying? So when it came to tradition, he was big on that. He went to HBCU. He went to Gram. He played okay. at Eddie Robinson, late gray Eddie Robson. Yeah, yeah, shot at Graham. They they you know what I'm saying? They was winning. That was they was lit. They got they had cast in the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they, the win this coach in NCAA Division One history. He played for that dude. So it was like, he taught me a lot of tradition about, you know, first off with Grammy and then going on and on and on through life. So, but I just respect the tradition so much that, bro, when I left, when I when I went to McClure North, it was like, I hated McClure. Like, <laughs> y'all was my partner. So I wanted to make a point that every time I played y'all, we would win. And yeah, like, football, Basketball, track, y'all beat, you know what I'm saying? Y'all beat us at state. My senior mm-hmm. year, we came yeah. in fourth, y'all came in third by a couple points.
2: And, mm-hmm. the,
1: and the reason we did not win is because I scratched on my last bro. And I and I blame that you're solely on me. But that was a tradition thing. It's like I hate McClure. They are rival. I hate McClure, I hate Hable Central. And that's that. And everybody thought the same way.
0: Yeah, Now, y'all niggas, y'all niggas had us. Much more than we hated y'all, cause we just knew we wasn't as good as y'all, fair. Like, yeah. we, like, like, we we hate when we said that shit, but we ain't mean like y'all meant it. Like, yeah. Y'all niggas meant that y'all knew y'all could back that up. I yeah. knew when we were saying that we was at practice. Like, man, we think that had, after the first quarter, the game gonna be over for real. Like, yeah, <laughs> <not>, hey, <they're> <laughs>
1: That was a thing, though, bro. That was a tradition, but
0: yeah, well, like
1: that's one of the biggest things I I, I learned as a youngster and I understood. Yeah. And so it was like every time, like when it came to tradition, bro, I'm not gonna let our tradition down. We're not gonna lose to McClure.
2: Like, yeah.
1: I don't care what we do, bro. We're not gonna lose to McClure. I'm not gonna lose to my partners, bro. Like, we're not on that. Yeah, like, everything I do was personal. I'm trying to tell you, everything I do was, was personal and. That's one of the biggest things I learned playing sports growing up was the meaning of tradition and pride and, and just you know what I'm saying. That's just the stuff I learned. But that's the yeah. stuff I still still to me to this day. Like some of these kids like some of these
0: kids now in this generation, but they don't understand the meaning of tradition. They don't because it it, it comes it comes with competition. These, these kids these days don't really respect the shit that happened before them type shit. You At know what all. I mean? Like, they barely respect the OGs. So the accomplishments the OGs did. Man, don't, that mean nothing, don't mean nothing. Don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing, man. So and, and that's the weird thing about it. Cause I, I had a question about that later on in the pod that I want to ask you about that too, but I'm, I'm gonna touch on it a little bit now. It didn't feel like that when we was growing up, fam. Like we we fucked with the niggas that came before us. What changed type shit? Because I was reading that, that quote from Coach Shoddy, and he was talking about kids specializing. I didn't know niggas was doing that when we was growing up. I thought yeah. niggas was playing everything. You did three sports, I did three sports. I know about that now. I know it's, it's kids that just play basketball all year round. Yeah. Kids that just focus on football. So it's like when hearing this quote from shot, he's like, well, damn, was this shit happening when we was doing it too? Yeah, like, what the it was, fuck is it, was going on? it was happening, bro. That's, you know
1: what I'm saying? It definitely was happening. Like, <laughs> it's damn. crazy to think about because, but again, everybody didn't I mean, everybody just didn't do that. Like, I was – we didn't have a choice in my house. We going to play multiple sports. I just it, I just ended up liking all of them. So, you know, yeah. I, I just – and I ended up being good in all of them. So, I just stayed the course. You know what I'm saying? But that was yeah. – I didn't know no other way. My dad made me do that. I didn't know no other way. So, I thought it was normal.
2: He did. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, he made us do that. My siblings, they had to play sports. Like, he made us do that. So, it was like, man, people started yeah. – people was doing that. And I realized, like, Okay,
3: I mean, I guess I, <laughs> I,
0: I, eat, I did the shit. I did all my sports just to stay in school, bro. I didn't think I would finish high school if I didn't play sports. Like I did not take high school serious at all. I just did the shit for the sports type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's why I did it. You know what I mean? But my question to you, this wasn't even on the docket, but you saying something that that I picked up on, and I already knew, but I just didn't want to bring it up on the pod. Your pops. I knew your pops. Your pops was always, you know what I'm saying, always around, always there. Yeah. Do you think that, well, obviously, you, you know, you benefited from it, but do you do you ever sit back and think about him, his impact on, you know what I'm saying, your life? Do you ever just sit back and think about that shit? Like, no matter if it's in a positive way or negative way or not, but do you ever just sit back and think about that? Like, we all hear about the stories about niggas who pops and wasn't there, who pops was there, but just wasn't shit. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever just sit back and, and think about him, if she you was six, making you work out, making you run, making you lift weights and all that shit, and how you became the man you are today. Do you ever think about that? Oh yeah, for sure. I thank him all the time for that.
1: I, my mom we like best friends, bro. I talk to him <laughs> every literally, bro. I talk to him every day. Like I talk to him right. every day. I try to talk to my mom every day. Like, when my dad, he gonna he coming me with something wrong, he'll call me with something good. Like, yeah. I talk to them all the time. That's the type of relationship we've been had for a long time. So, I mean, I, of course, of course, I know I've benefited. And I appreciate it a whole bunch. Like, I, had, shit. Now I never, you know, brag on no shit like that. But I be telling, I tell people, it's like, bro, I have my dad in my life. So my situation may be a little different from yours, but you know, my dad taught me a lot of stuff. So it's like, yeah. and I was fortunate to have my mom in my life too. They just two separate households, but they co-parented real well. And they did their thing and they still cool to this day. So it's like, man, I I learned a lot of lessons just living with just my dad alone. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My mom had my little sister over her house for the majority of the time. So it's like, she grew up, we grew up straight. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't wasn't nothing broken home. We just had two homes. Yeah. So it's like, man, like, I I know I've been lifted from it and I appreciate it every day. And I never, you know, I never do nothing to disappoint my parents a little now.
0: Nah, that's, that's, that's not, bro, I respect every word you just said, bro. I don't think I would say but bro, nah, brag on that shit, bro, because it's, the reason why I say it's because when I, I I brought my, my boy Savage on here, and we was talking about, you know, some stereotype of black men not being around for their kids, and I'm like, fam, when I was growing up, all my homeboys' pops was there, even if they wasn't with the mama if I knew your pops, the nigga was around enough.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm
0: saying? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said with you, like you I only seen you when you was at your mama crib. But I, yeah. I knew who your pops was. Like, like if, if your pops seen me when, when we was kids. He would say, "What's up?" I go shake his hand, type shit. Like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, people got to brag on that. And make sure motherfuckers know, bro. That that stereotype may have existed. You know what I'm saying? Long, and I'm just not saying niggas ain't taking credit, kids still, but. It ain't that number ain't as high as people be making it out the same, bro. So um, I just want to make sure I tapped on that because you are a living proof of uh, of a man taking care of his kid, being his child life and loving him not only as a father but as a friend, and the child reaping those benefits from that, man. So I want to bring that up. Um, yeah, sure. Now we talked about the lesson you learned from from sports. You know, what I'm saying the tradition and the pride go hand to hand, like you mentioned. I want to ask you about the lessons you learned from from recovering from injury. Now, nah, nigga, like me, man, I'm be honest with you. The senior year, I tore my meniscus. I was done. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I like I don't want it as bad as you other niggas want it, man. Once I was limping off the field, that was it for me. I, I I didn't I didn't have the the images of running down the the uh, the, the tunnel with the cameraman all in my face. You know what so I'm saying? Getting ready for game day. That shit was out the window, bro. Yeah. Um, for you, now we fast forward a little bit from high school, but we fast forward into your college, your collegiate year. Um. You're recovering from your injury when you tore your ACL and your LCL. My question to you is, what did you learn about yourself? Because, like I said, not everybody can bounce back from injury. You know what I mean? You go through through dark times recovering, you know, especially when you you go from being, quote, unquote, a macho man, nigga, a big, strong man that can do this and do this on the field. And, you know what I'm saying? Your athleticism is, is, is in peak condition. When that's taken away from you for a stand time, what did you learn about yourself, bro? Man, I learned, to be honest. So,
1: I'm trying to think like one of the biggest things was just like mental. Like, yeah. but it, it was destroying hard for us, especially with the position that I knew I was about to be in. Mm-hmm. And so, not a lot of people know, though, but I mean, I got hurt the game to go to the playoffs. Playoff game is the next weekend. Boom. Then, oh, can you read that?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, Russ.
0: Are you good, bro? You good. Sure
1: happen. I'm trying to see how I get back on the screen.
0: I can still see you.
1: There you go. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I was, you know, weighing on that. And the next weekend, they had a playoff game, lose by three. Me and the starting middle linebacker was out hurt. and. We was the, uh, you know what I'm saying, the main guys on defense. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that was my dog Z. And they lose by three. Man, the agent I had at the time, he called me two days later. He called me a day later. And was like, all right, uh, see, I see our season over. Um, I got you, I got you, you know what I'm saying? I got you spot with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, CFL.
3: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, he ain't know that I had got hurt. He didn't I didn't tell him.
3: Uh...
1: I'm like, oh, I'm sick. He was like, they're going to need you up there by Wednesday, by this time of Sunday. And I'm like, Brian, yeah. I, I told my ACL. He was like, what? I was like, man, I went to the doctor this weekend. I told my ACL. So he was rambling. He was like, you got to tell me when this type of stuff happens. You, right. you got to keep me informed because I'm working for you and you, know, you ain't telling me nothing. Yeah. You spot in the CFL like you wanted. You said wait till the end of the season to do it. I did. You know, he did everything right. He did everything I asked him. And, you know, that was like devastating to me because I had goals. And every time I was setting a goal, I started to reach it. Yeah. So I was chased out to go with gold my box. In that league I was in the IFL I was going to be. First team all league, and I was going to win the chip. Man, we won the first chip for the Iowa Storm Stormers in franchise history. Kirk Warner ain't do it. He played for the 95 and 96. He ain't even do it. He a whole Super Bowl champion. Off your shit, nigga. Man, so <laughs> I'm like, bro, we, you know what I'm saying? Me and my roommates all had the same goal. We did that. Yeah. We did that. I had to work out with the AAF team in Atlanta. God made them a short list. We didn't, uh, AAF end up shutting down. You know, that was okay. So now and I'm going to indoor another year, 2019, when I get hurt to you, we talking about. And it was like, bro, like I was this close to reaching another goal my I can't be stopped. I'm so luckily you know, my agent was like, Man, you know, whenever you get healthy, I got you, a, I'm gonna get you a spot with the St. Louis team, the XFL. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you a workout the road trip. I know you're gonna make it. Just let me know when you when you're healthy. And sure, by that time I come running around went I went healthy enough and I'm like, I'm good. And he ended up, you know what I'm saying? He ended up going to jail for some whole other stuff. Uh-huh. He had gone with a different company here. Yeah. So, yeah. but like he, you know what I'm saying? He did what he needed to do for me. And I was the devil say that, cause I was like, man, I'm this close to reaching another goal, taking another further step. Yeah. Like, and that, and I, and I just failed. So that's like, it was like devil say I'm like, bro, what I'm going to do? How I'm going to recover? How long is gonna take? Like I don't know. I didn't know. I just knew that. Hey, I just got to start rehab. And when I start, after I get ready to start rehab, be able to bounce back, go to the crib. I, I'm gonna do that. And then you know, finish rehab there, just get right, get ready. So, you no know, push, kind of show. Glad I made a great decision because COVID happened. Yeah, I heard two weeks before the shutdown happened. So, Niggas catching blessings. <laughs> I'm in Joplin for two weeks at Missouri Southern for two, yeah. weeks. and we go on spring break after two weeks. We finna come back off oh, spring break. I'm driving. I'm two hours outside of St. Louis. I get an email from the school. Whole campus shut down. Don't come back to Mason. so I call the coach. He like y'all stay in the crib. We just zoom. We get on Zoom tomorrow, and we just you know working the crib. Like cool. Yeah, like, I'm like it's it's crazy, but I'm go to the crib and spend <laughs> right. time with my peoples, bro. Like, yeah, and it was it was lovely going to the crib. When want shut down, You know, I know people's going through their own struggles, but me, man, I was just still trying to recover mentally and everything. And I was I was around my people, so we good. You know what I'm saying? I went out of AZ by myself no more. And I'm back at the crib. I'm feeling good. I'm living good. I'm not tripping.
0: Man, I, I swear, I swear to God, bro. Every time you say that shit, bro, I get mad. I didn't know you was out here, dog. I, I promise you, I did, bro. <laughs> Hold on, my nigga. Did these niggas look? Oh, these niggas lost, Keith. Oh, oh these niggas lost, dog. LA. Oh, these niggas lost, dog. You know what? Fuck <laughs> it. Let's keep the let's keep the episode going, man. These niggas <laughs> pissed me off, dog. <laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs> for the people that's Lakers. listening, man, the Lakers fucking lost to OKC after being up by 18. Niggas lost 123 to 115, man. Jesus motherfucking Christ. Um, but LeBron didn't play man, so that's the good thing about it. Um, but you um, like you said, recovering from, from your mental, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's why I make sure I start the podcast off with a mental health check. Because I think that as black men, we don't really talk about that shit too much, you know what I mean. Like for us, it's all about I right, what what's the next thing, what's the goal? What's what, what I got to do to get it right. Like you yeah. said, what got you through your whole process was knowing that you had a goal in mind. You want to recover from your, you know, rehabilitation from your from your injury and stuff like that. Um, so it's good to know that it kind of life kind of worked out the way it had to work out for you to get back right from that situation. Like you said, two weeks before, you know, two weeks after getting a job, you get COVID lockdown. Now you got to go home and be with your family. You know, like I said, it's different from. Recovering by yourself in hot ass Arizona <laughs> to then yeah. being around with the, the family laughing and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So I already know that shit's kind of provided a sense of comfort for you, bro. So I'm happy that you even got that. And I'm happy that you, you was able to bounce back mentally from that because you could have easily been one of those niggas that 10, 15 years later from now, Tom Bussum, I could have been this. I could have been that. I should have yeah. been this. I should have been that. You just moved on and, and, you know, it's making a better way for yourself. Um, but the injury, also led you into culture, correct? Correct. Okay, let, let's tap into that, bro. Because you, from we talked pre pod, you know what in The pre pod, me, you let me know that during your injury, you was coaching some women's basketball. Um, you know, i so just to you know get shit right. I love um, that too. Yeah, yeah, love coaching women's basketball. Wait, what 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 what? you love about coaching Okay, let me ask you this first for you guys that. Is there what's the main difference? Between coaching a women's team and a man's team,
1: girls play harder.
0: Is it because is it because they don't have the, uh, the like the physical gifts to get by and rely on that?
1: I don't think it's that. I think it's more so just the the way they approach the game. I mean, come on, it's in. It's either you got it or you don't in sports. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And most. Yeah. You know, all you know the area we coaching in, you know, for girls basketball, you'll have some athletes, but them girls ain't been playing basketball forever. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I had the I had the blessing of coaching two track stars, you know.
3: Mm.
1: Hey, two track stars, they run Division One track right now. Oh,
3: sure. I had
1: I, you know, the blessing of coach both both of those young ladies. And they was yeah. some athletes, and one of them was a kill on the court, and one of them just wasn't a kill on the court, but she was fast. Just yeah. like, yeah. we, we can do something with speed, but like oh, yeah. they, they play harder, and it's not even you know the skill. The skill is a difference, and you know it's it's, it's a lot of girls some great skill, and but I mean, I said the JV basketball team in, in North okay. County. I mean, we were public school. You ain't gonna have just elite skills sitting on the JV team. They all of varsity right, right, so,
3: right.
1: It was just like it was just different, and I could get the girls to play hard, and you know. Some of these girls don't even ain't even grown up with with their dad around. Yeah. Some of them are. You know. But I would build a relationship with those young ladies based off because I went to the school, my pictures hanging up on the wall. Yeah. I had two siblings that came through the school that was well known through the school. And they were they were athletes and they did good things.
2: You had credibility.
1: Yeah, I had credibility. I was well respected, you know, from staff at the school, from administration side to everything. You know, I had built up a rapport. So when it came to having, you know, getting the young ladies to play hard, man, it took me till my last year to figure out a lot of stuff. Like mm-hmm. my, my first two years, I was coaching uh, with my dog, Leticia. And, uh, she came over and helped me. We split a culture contract to coach JV. Okay. And it was amazing, but I felt like I needed I needed a woman there with me, especially a black woman there with yeah. me, a coach that understood the game and would help me understand these young ladies better. You know,
2: right. We did right.
1: that for my first two years, but the third year I coached, she wasn't able to coach with me. I'm like, cool, I'll take the whole JV by myself. I'm ready.
0: Because mm-hmm. you know now. She, yeah, right. Those two years helped you, you know what I'm saying, learn she them more and learn good. the job more. Yeah.
1: yeah, not to only mention the year before I started that same year when I first started coaching, right when, right at the pro right when I was coaching uh girl, I was coaching girls track at a private school uh, mm-hmm. Rosalie Kane that my dad used to coach at. I oh, was coaching yeah. girls track over there, so you know that's a different dynamic to girls. Now come back over to the by the crib, yes sir, it's a whole different dynamic now. Yeah, now can walk back to life, back to element, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So coaching those young ladies, I can relate to them more, or they can relate to me more, vice versa. But yeah. also, I would keep it a buck with all those, you know, like, but also they seen me as a mentor because, you know, of course I was a coach that cared. A lot of coaches care. But well, they, they seen me as a mentor. They seen somebody they could trust, and that was going to lead them the right way. Mm-hmm. So it took me to my last year to actually start just really figuring the kids out, like just to a T because I think it was the year before that, or was it during that year. I had worked at Walton Grove. It was that year. I had worked at Walnut Grove as ISS teacher, and ISS elementary school is crazy, right? But yeah, like those kids was huge, and so, same as a kid is just he just walk in mad,
0: pissed off at the world for no reason. (laughs)
1: like either something happened in the crib,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or you hungry. Something happened in the crib. Something just (laughs) happened now while you was at the school, or you hungry.
0: Yeah, and a lot of times the kids were just hungry. Niggas just want a snack. <laughs> he ain't yet. Like he ain't nothing yet, and
1: that ain't the yeah. case for all kids. But a lot of times you. when you walk in with a natural attitude, you know it's one of those three things, and they cool. Yeah. yeah. So I had, you know, my third year, I had with coaching, you know, JV girls basketball. I went, I went throughout the school and personally picked girls out like, hey, come play ball, like. I, it was a young lady I had. She was getting in trouble in gym class every day. Yeah. The gym teacher told me she was getting in trouble every day. She was tall. Her brother was a Division one athlete. They currently still play college football. And she was tall and athletic. And she was a freshman. And I go in the gym one day and I say, hey, come to basketball practice. Come to basketball trials. All right. And you know what? She was amazing for me. She was everything I envisioned her being. The attitude, everything. And I would, you know, and I would get on.
3: Yeah.
1: Remember, it changed her whole attitude in class. Because she knew, hey man, if you got in trouble in class, like you know, I'm not playing that.
2: Because you yeah. know
1: you I'm not outside the school, so you know I go to the teacher, but we'll confront it face to face. hmm so then slowly and surely, it'd be time she come in just dragging around. Like we ain't about to do that. I take, yeah. her, I take her out, I take out of the holiday when it was wrong. She nothing cold, nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, what you eat today? I ain't eating nothing. that's school lunch next. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so what I started doing was, like, I, I would go buy like chips and fruit and put it in my car. So if she had one of those days, if somebody else had one of those days, I'd go to the car real quick. While we you know, you gotta recognize energy as soon as they come in the gym. Facts. I go to the car, boom, eat this real quick. Now they bag they bag straight. They eat the chips and the orange and they good, they ready, they finna go for a two-hour practice up and down the court, you no know, yeah.
3: yeah,
1: and so it took me until to my last year to understand that. So now you know you playing JV Sports, y'all not mm-hmm. getting no food for the game, you know? Yeah, I don't know. you're not you're not even you first off, you barely eating lunch. You know, the boys, we eat it because we we hungry. We're going to eat a lot right. of anything. So we're yeah, going we, like, we burn up too yeah. so much
0: energy not to eat that shit. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: we're going to force it down. We, you know what I'm saying? We hungry. We're hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Girls, yeah. Not, you know, not so much. They're they like, I ain't going to eat. They're rather starved to eat what they got, which I understand.
0: Yeah, so, they they smarter than us. <laughs> we just don't
1: care. We like, bro. I don't, I don't give a mind. fuck. <laughs> so, uh, you know, before every, before every game, you know, we got a lot of games in basketball season. Yeah. Bro, I would either. Either I would go because usually JB played first right at four. Yeah. I would go get like loads of bread at PB and J's and I had them make them. And it was it became a routine. I'm like, bro, we gotta get something to eat before we play. Yeah. And if we played a little later, I get peace.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: we played earlier, I get the loads of bread, PB and J, and I kept it at the school and I always restock. And I went I went to go get me a team manager, one of the uh young men I had in one of my classes, Mori he was always clowning in class, and he joking all the time. He loud.
3: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, man, hey man, come be a manager for the basketball team for the JV team. He's like, all right, I got you, coach. Yeah. He's always funny and everything. He comes practice every day. So I have him making PB and have another young lady make PB and J. And if you one of the first girls to get dressed, go ahead and start making these PB yeah. and J's. They took pride in it. Like they will they will all make them PB and J's. Like if somebody was dressed early. I, I said this stuff now that it became routine to even the varsity coming to get PB and J's now. Uh-huh. So like it just became routine. Like, coach, you got you got people, yeah, I got some. You know, and it became routine to the fact like, bro, like this this is me and the whole wrestling, like this is mm-hmm. giving us an advantage that we didn't have before. I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier or my previous couple years.
0: But you know what that bill, bro? That that bills team camaraderie. Indeed. Um, and that and that builds that team chemistry. And also it goes back to what you say so you believe what you uh learned from sports, the tradition, that traditional right. pride, because that's what you instill with the PB and J, with the making sure motherfuckers, even they got a bad attitude and stuff like that. That's right. instilling that tradition, that's also instilling into these into the uh those young women that they had somebody in their corner. They had somebody that gave a fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's truly all it takes sometimes for for somebody to turn their act right. Like you said, with the young woman you was describing, tall, athletic, had had a family history of some athletic motherfuckers. But when you start putting on her team, once you start showing that you actually care, even if it was, oh, you ain't 8 Let's let's make sure you get some in your stomach. Yeah. Those little things showed that young woman that you cared, and then she started balling for you. And now she start balling for you. You said our attitude. Schools started turning around too. Attitude was changing, man. That's, that's why. That's why I wanted to bring you on, bro. Because we finna start. We finna get real deep into your coaching now. Because now we finna move over to into you coaching the young men. Um, but that's why I wanted to bring you on here, on here, bro. Because it's important for people to see people of our color, people that look like us, think like us, talk like us, that listen to the same music, listen to all that good shit that shows the initiative to care about the younger generation
2: yeah. even, if it is, even
0: if it is coaching sports like i said it's two niggas that's sitting right here and can tell you about what they learned about not, not only themselves but life through sports that's an important figure in, in a young child's life a young woman a young man's life yeah. so it's nothing but it's nothing but love and respect to you bro like I give it up how I give it up, bro. I, I, I show love because I, I believe in karma. <laughs> I want love back. <laughs> so I, I show love to people I believe that deserves it, bro. And and it's not it's never hard to do that when you know somebody actually deserves it, bro. So before we even move on, man, I want to say shout out to you, man, and even making these steps in your life to help change lives, bro. Because that's truly what it is. Nah, for sure, bro. You
1: got to get in it for something, bro. You might as well use my purpose.
0: Facts. It's so like we discussed, you know what I'm saying. Pre-pod, you know, so you gotta be a strong man for other people to follow you. You know what I'm saying. We're not talking about lifting weights. We ain't talking about nothing. We talking about the mentality, the 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 realness and sincerity of the, of the person. Yeah. So my question to you is, how do you approach coaching?
1: Man, you gotta approach it as you know, man. Everybody, every kid, not the same. Every everybody's just not the same. Like you can't you can't take the same approach as you would to somebody, as you would somebody else. I mean, they all different. They all got the attitudes. Me, coaching-wise, man, I learned from, I would say, one of my greatest. Um, I had I had a few position coaches in college, so I was able to learn a lot, you know, from a multitude of people. Yeah. And one of the guys, he co- he coached, a, he's a D-line coach of Georgia right now. And, you know, Georgia ranked number one in the nation. They got the number one defense in the nation, and it all starts up front. Yeah. So he he was a key point in, like, just me thinking about coaching because, like, the way he messed with us was, like, different. Like, the way he got us to play was different. And it was to a point where, you know, we all respect him, but we all play hard for him. And, like, it was a mentality that he built within us. So how he approached it and handled was different than how I had seen it. Yeah. Plus, I was still fresh to it, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and so like, he just he just made it fun to play. At, at a point, he made the game fun to play for you. Like the game was the game was kind of slowed down for you. He was a technician. He was a teacher. He was a mentor. All that good stuff. So not only you know, I lived, my dad's my number one hero, period. My mama, she my other number one. Like. Love to hear that. Love them. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, everybody's struggling at a point in their life. When I was struggling in college, my dad just sent me random quotes, you know. Like, I remember those quotes. Now, yeah. on the other hand, I remember Trey Scott quotes. That's his name, Trey Scott. Trey He's Scott. From Georgia. I remember his quotes and what he used to say to me. And things that resonated with me, I still use them same quotes. One time, and he have a quote for any everything. We in the weight room. We lifting. We got. We on the time period at this point with the with the lifts and what we doing during the set. Yeah. And I said, "Hey, right, coach, what's?" I said, "Dang, coach, what time is it? How much time is the?" He's like, "KJ, He's like, He said, "KJ, work to the stand and not the time." And I'm like, "Bro, what? <laughs> work to the stand and not the time? He got sent work to the stand and not the time. He be on that type of time." Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. And you know, you matter how much time I am just going to keep working. But he say stuff like that, that was like real stuff. And he'll lead it by example. And that stuff resonated with me. So when I be thinking about my coaching, and I know how my dad used to coach cats, and how he got us hard to play, you mm-hmm. know, to play hard for him and how he instilled discipline in us. That was his biggest thing was instilling discipline. We had to have a certain color shirt and socks for basketball.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Football, well, we out, we outside all summer. We was really out there training all summer. Like he had us at Dealwood Park training all summer, and it was like, man, just crazy. But like I was, I was, I was used to that, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I was already used to that. So I would take how he was teaching us, how he would instill discipline us. Take how Trey Scott was just you know messing with us. Then I had another coach, you know. Coach Cub, how he was doing things for us, Coach Buddha. I would instill all that, you know, not to leave all my high school coaches, but they were some great coaches, like Coach Charlie, Coach Brown, Coach Cali, Coach Castro, all them all of my coaches out in high school were great. And we had a system in North. So how they approach coaching, how my dad coaching, on my college coach approach coaching, all of that, put it in one pot and stirred. Yeah. Now you think the best out of what you like out of everything. That coaching put, combo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just like that. But <laughs> yeah. now, guess what? Now you put it, now you putting it with how with your values. Now you're putting it with your personality. You putting yeah. it how you approach stuff. You yeah. put it in a pot and drinking it. Now yeah. it out. Yeah. And everybody gotta approach it different. Everybody gonna be able to do it the same.
0: Now nah, that's true. that's, you know you know?
1: so yeah. that's kind of how it resonated for me. And my approach is, man. I'm going to show you I care about you. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you why I care about you. I'm gonna show y'all you, you. I'm gonna show you the right things to do. I, I gotta show you.
3: Yeah.
1: I just, in the end, I just, I just want to know that you really want to do this. Yeah. And if you don't, yeah, let me know, and I will help you find something that you really want to do, and I support
0: you. See, bro, and that's that's the, and that's the shit right there, bro. Because I've always thought about what it would take for a coach to just get to me, all you got to do is be real and you got to, you got to, you got to value the importance in the details. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, because it it, go, it went back, I went back to something you said about the, when you was coaching the uh women's basketball. I've always looked at women's sports as they care more about the details. You know what I'm saying? They pay way more attention to the details than, than dudes did. Um yeah. And I've always, respect, that's why I love watching WNBA. Like, no, nah, they, they might not be dunking and shit, but they're gonna set the hell out of them picking rolls, and that shit gonna look pristine, my nigga. <laughs> like, oh, but it's the same thing when it comes to when it comes to kids and what you want everything you saying, like you said, taking from all the coaches you had growing up, you know what I'm saying? Uh, JFL, high school, collegiate, uh indoor football league, all that. When you take all your bits and pieces from the coaches that you like and then put your own sauce on there, the main thing I'm getting from your point of view is you actually care about the person. You know, it's like before, before we even get to the on-field, on-court shit, you make sure you establish that relationship with the actual um, person first before you can actually ask them to start running through a wall for you. And I think that's important.
1: Yeah. And it ain't going to come, you know, straight off the bat. It, got, yeah, it takes time because people got to get time to open up to you. But, mm-hmm. I mean, coaching high school ball, you know, you're a lot closer to the kids. You're in the school with the kids every day. So yeah. like, yeah. That's kind of where it's just like a you know, I know how I felt as a player, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I and mean, I, could, I could really play for anybody, I know how I felt as a player,
3: yeah. It
1: was kind of like, man, like I got treated in such a way, and I and I and I produce. And I was like, I gotta treat these kids in that such a way so they could produce,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I'm saying? It was just, man, how can you change the you this how you do it, yeah. Like, how are we gonna help change it? This how you do it. What's your purpose on life? hey yeah, you gotta change these cats.
3: Right.
1: You'll be, you be helping people. I've been helping people my whole life. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: what, what's why would I stop now? That obviously, this is my purpose. Right. Now I gotta yeah. do it.
0: Damn, that's some real shit. Why would I stop now? Nigga? It's obviously my purpose. Damn, that's some real shit. That's some the real shit I heard it all day, bro. I ain't gonna figure it to you. Um now my, my next question to you is <clears throat> What common things do you see? Now you know, now that you on the other side, now you into the coaching realm and things of that nature. Uh Um, what are the common things you see from the young men slash athletes that's coming into college? Because I know when you was an athlete, you know, a student athlete, you had a different aspect on shit. You probably didn't trip off what other the common similarities between the other motherfucking athletes, but now that you on the coaching staff. What do you see? The, what are the common things you see? Like it, it can be on field or off field. What are the things that you see? Like damn, it, like he going through this too. We gotta help this kid in this area as well. Like what? What are the common things you see, bro? Um, uh,
1: to be honest, every every kid did they gonna make it to the league? And it's not. It's not that they can't reach their goals. It's just the fact that. They, I mean, it's a fact that, man, you may not be in the, the league. may not be for you. You may not be for the league. But, like, what's what's next? And right. that's a common thing. You see, even when I was in college, I mean, of course, that's my mindset. Because right. that's, every, that's every, you know what I'm saying, college athlete mindset, mm-hmm. playing at high levels. That's, they, that's the mindset. Yeah. But it's like I came to a point probably, like, maybe last year, but why didn't make it to the league? Right, you wasn't he wasn't league ready. I wasn't league ready.
0: Why well, you they, think you wasn't league ready, bro? Let me ask you that.
1: Man, cause I probably, I didn't take my, I didn't take my diet as serious. You know what I'm saying? As far as like body composition wise, and I was strong as a deal. I could still move something, different. I ain't take it too serious for yeah. fixing my body comp. You know what I'm saying? Get my body fat down in the right areas. You know, doing what I was supposed to do with that. You know, that's that was my whole aspect. Like, you know, we'll play bit we play AGC teams and I'll play the perfect technique and mm-hmm. I and I'll do my thing. I'll ball out. I have great fans. still close cool. Yeah, yeah. we'll play against teams that's our level, FCS, and then be like, I'll play to their level. When in fact if we playing a high level team, I'm gonna play at a high level. Right. Well the guy watching right. me is, you know. Now, as high as level as me, then I'm going to kind to his level. You
0: know? Nah, I feel that I, I, I think that happens a lot. I think that happens a lot. with well, there A lot of people. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people.
1: That's kind of, you know, realization. Like, bro, you weren't, you weren't ready to go to the You weren't good enough to go to the at that time. Ain't no way you thought you should have been going to the you know? That was the whole messed up mindset. You weren't, you, that's, you weren't ready for that. And so, that's the common thing. We try to get across those guys here to try to change their mindset up. If I ain't gonna go to the league doing what I'm doing now, what do I need to change to get there?
0: Right.
1: So it's that's a that's a common struggle. You, you know, especially the visual football, that's a common struggle.
0: hmm Cause so now like, niggas think they made it to D one. They like, Should I know I can make it to the league if I make it to D one.
1: Right. You know, what I mean? mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I D mean, I know I can make it. That ain't they ain't the case, man. You ain't you ain't producing like you think you at the end of the day, you gotta produce against the league. Right. Right. Because you think you hard, don't mean you hard.
0: Because like, it's, it's, it's a thousand other niggas that's doing that same shit.
1: <laughs> there's other guys out there doing that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, like, trying to help change their mindset and help them realize, like, man, either I got to change what I'm doing now to get there, or I, that's not that's, for, that's not for me. But while I'm here, I'm going to be at a high level and, you know, give them my best and try to do what I can to give them my best here.
3: Yeah,
1: and you see that—that's you know—that's what you see. That's most common. Like it's like they either League or bust, and it's like bro, it, ain't, it ain't all. That
0: ain't the case. Right? Yeah, yeah. Niggas always is in the legal bust. Where it's like, nah, bro, it's, it's a whole lot of gray area in between that. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of
1: gray area, man. It's more—it's more to more life than just talking about. I'm gonna make it to the league Yeah, that's good and everything, but you know what you're gonna do when the ball start rolling. Cause oh, it's gonna stop rolling, whether you make it or not. It's gonna stop rolling
0: for you. Yeah, eventually it's gonna come to a halt. But I think I think it's important that you as you being somebody that that I, I don't want to say be a realistic, but you accept the reality type shit. Like for you to sit back and be like, "Fam, I just I just wasn't ready." Type shit. Like when you want, if you could sit back and say that, then I think it'd be way easier for you to. You know, so for the for all the kids around you that got them same type of goals, they can see you and be like, "Nah, bro, do this." Because when I did this, I fucked up because I wasn't taking it as serious as I probably should have been. I think that's that helps you connect even more.
1: Yeah, I they I to do at times, and I just be, i mean, I just try to keep it keep it real, bro. Like
0: niggas respect the real, real, real. man. That, that's truly what people respect the real. Um. Yeah, that's but that leads me into this, you know, your, your love of the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to somebody that was a, was a stud on the field, I'm talking to somebody that, that overcame uh injuries, I'm talking to somebody that's leading the, gener- the the younger generation, both genders, you know what I'm saying? Female and male, we're helping them be better people in life. Well, it, it all comes back to your love of the game. You know what I mean? Your love of the game is what got you to your coaching, your coaching career. Your love of the game is what is what's getting you to. Re- help you through the recruiting process and helping change all these lives. I want to talk about your love of the game and going to the arena football league, to the indoor football league, because a lot of people, like you said, you see the league or bus. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like a lot of people probably look at, at, at indoor football league because when we was growing up, it was it was it was something, but it wasn't as serious as niggas was talking about it now. It was yeah. just like the, the backyard bully shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, you want to see these get fucked up? indoor a football league, my nigga. You want to see <laughs> where the rules have been a little bit? indoor football league, my nigga. But now, I can honestly say I fuck with it because I, it, it, it grew its own tradition, like you mentioned earlier, and it grew its own culture. But the yeah. love of the game is one thing that you got to have for an indoor football league because it ain't the NFL. Yeah, you you yeah. out there because you love the motherfucking game. So when I bring bring up Arena Football League, that's another reason why I call you a legend, bro, because I know a nigga that was out there in indoor football league doing that shit. You don't run across too many niggas that do that. So when I run across these stats, you know what I'm saying, you think about the 22 tackles, you think about the nine assists, you think about the 31 total tackles, the five and a half sacks, the the 15 tackles for loss, led the league in tackles for lost yards, with 58 yards. You had one fumble recovery, uh, first team all-league, and you missed four games. I, when, when you think about your time in Indoor Football League, fam, wh- like, what what comes to mind? Man, I mean,
1: well, it was a fun time, bro. That's the first time in my life I played football and didn't have to worry about school. Mm. Being a professional athlete, it felt different. I mean, we went, we're in the NFL, but you feel like you're in the NFL almost. Yeah. So, like, the see the people in the city knowing you, like, you playing on TV on the weekends, you know, you getting certain perks because of who you are. I mean, mm-hmm. in Iowa, man, I didn't know what to think about the morning. Iowa. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Iowa ain't hey, somebody being from St. Louis and they never been up there. Like, yeah. nah, I, I ain't messing with it, but it was way different than what yeah. I thought it was gonna be. Like it was it was different. Yeah. I ain't bro. it was black people in Iowa. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> I ain't saying it like that, but at the same time I am because I'm, we were St. Louis.
0: Trust me, I know you ain't you ain't you ain't thinking about no niggas in Iowa. You thinking about white dudes and suspenders in Iowa. You ain't thinking about no niggas in Iowa. I'm
1: thinking <laughs> it's a little country in Iowa, man. But you know, it was, Des Moines was diverse. It was a nice size city, and I'm like, man, it's it's not nothing I thought about it was gonna be. Yeah. I'm like, shoot, I had been to Iowa once before. I went to attract me meet and stuff, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's nothing I thought it was gonna be. Like it's just it's regular. It's cool, and it was a whole different experience playing playing the Iowa Field, right? And it was like it was amazing. I was having fun. I didn't have to do school, so I could play football and just focus on football. And my first two years, ago, when I was in Iowa, bro, we started at six and be done by ten every day. Whoa, I, and when we done at ten, we walking we walking over across the downtown skywalk to go to the work workout. We work all mm-hmm. hooping, and like you done for the day. Like I got all this time throughout the day to do anything I want. Right? This <laughs> amazing. Like I love it.
0: This is the life,
1: nigga. <laughs> the life. I love it. Hey, you know everything got its downfall, but like everything paid for. We make a minimum amount of money. You can go get a side job if you want to. Like it was that it was everything that I wanted it to be as far as, like, you know, just having that freedom. And it was lit. It was fun. But I still talk. Me and my dog still talk about our time up there. I still got pictures and videos and everything. And all the memories still online all that. And then to do that, there, having to be able to experience living in Iowa for those two years was an amazing experience. Met a lot of people. And then turn around and move it to Arizona for a year. It was amazing. Like, mm. it's a whole different lifestyle out of west. <laughs> like, it's a, yeah. it's a whole different lifestyle going out there. So I'm like, dang, like, just crazy. Football and technique to a lot of states, meeting a lot of different people, mm. a lot of different cities, like, a whole bunch of experience I wouldn't have had without it. So it was like, man, this is like, this is amazing. My time at IFL, it was just amazing. I, I loved it. And I miss it, and I you know I could have still went back you know after I healed up and everything. I actually got a couple, couple phone calls other week. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm coaching. I'm good, but like it was a life, bro. Is everything you ain't get to experience for like that? If you ever feel like you ain't get to experience something, and mama and for my, for me it was like everything I didn't get to experience, and it, it gave me the experience to do that, and shoot. I can't I I can't regret my time in the indoor league,
0: bro. it was just amazing. Nah, I should have sound you had a, a good ass motherfucking me time, bro. Um, so I I, I got two questions just to just follow up on that. Do you think at that point in time in life that's what you needed?
1: Did I need it? Man, I'm trying to think. Maybe. I mean, as a young young cat fresh out of college, like I was only coming. I was coming home a lot, a little bit while I was in college. But I was off in the country in Tennessee, a town of ten thousand people. So mm-hmm. now I'm getting a whole different new experiences by playing arena, and I'm staying in all these places, traveling all these places, doing these whole different things. I'm back in big cities now. Yeah. Four years in a small little town, and it was like, bro, this is this is this is amazing, and this is why why my dad always be like, you got to go off to college, like. You ain't what in mm-hmm. St. Louis. What? And my dad St. Louis through and through. You feel me? He ain't yeah. moving out of St. Louis. Like he ain't he ain't moving out right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he like, you gotta, you know, get out of the world. He always he always told me that. And so it was like, man, all these places, it's probably something I needed. And then like I said, I benefited from the experience. So it was like, it was like, it's crazy. It's just like this is the life. Like I deserve <laughs> this life, like I why haven't I experienced this early in life? I mean, right. it's racist.
0: Yeah, I, I, I say that because I know when niggas like when dudes go off to school, or whenever they, whenever they plan, didn't go how they wanted to. They like you said, you know, going to make it to the NFL, things like that. They like said they they can go into like a, a slump. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I was like, do you think that you need to go to uh, to the uh, you know indoor football league just to take? I say not only experience the things you didn't experience, but just like as a, as a mental break. Um, but I wanted to ask you this. You know, through all your time, you know what I'm saying? You got the on-field shit, you got the locker room. What do you think you miss more? You miss the locker room, or you miss the on-field? Uh, it I'm trying
1: to think, man. The on-field was amazing, because, of course, you love the game. The locker mm-hmm. room. It was cool because just the the, the camaraderie build and everything, all your experiences you shared throughout the time. But I mean, to to be honest, probably be the locker room, like yeah, the locker room and off the field. Like you know, spent a lot of time with my dog, my dog Z. We played our first two seasons at Iowa. We both went to Tucson together to go play. Like just us coming in as rookies and. Uh, we was always with my dog, Bryce. Bryce with the Northwest. Zig played at Wake Forest. And, you right. know, we all got our stories of how we ended up there. My yeah. dude, Zig, got a, got a gun charge while he was at Wake Forest. Messed up his little shot at the league. You know, he had a shot, but he was still injured when he, you know, when he did camping everything. Oh, yeah. And so he still had to recover. So that's how he ended up up there. Yeah. Uh, my dude, Bryce, played at Northwest Missouri State. You know, won national titles. You know, he was a ball player. We just played D two ball, didn't get that chance at the lead. That's how he ended up third in Right. You know, me playing at UT Martin, I ain't had an opportunity to lead. That's how I ended up third And We all came together, and it was like, bro, like I built. They was my roommates too. I was down there. Okay. I built, of course, we built a tight relationship while we out, while we out there, and we, you know, we all out of town and stuff like that. We we were together every day. We yeah. do we eat together, sleep in the same household, we travel together, we all ride together, to practice, ride together, to go work out, stuff like that. Yeah. That was a that was a whole another bond made, and it kind of helped us because we all had the same mindset. Like everybody that plays in the indoor league, some some cats mindset made stuff, they just they on vacation away from their families and stuff. Right. And, and they may not work as hard as us,
2: mm-hmm. we
1: all had the same mindset to work. We got these goals and we gotta accomplish it. And so every, we did everything together. And that that karate we built right there was good enough right there to spread throughout, you know, a whole team the next year. From our rookie year to the next year, we almost we had at least over half our team was new. Mm. And so, but we had a good core. We had yeah. a, we had a good core of young cats that, you know, we was young, we wanted to thrive, and all of that. Together, bro, that stuff will have you missing it. Like that's what I missed the most, right there. I mean, it
0: was around some like-minded, like-minded niggas, like-minded individuals. That that, that what, that's where what the special stuff happened. When you're around like-minded people who, yeah. who got a common goal, you know what I'm saying? That's when special stuff start to happen. Definitely. Um, let me ask you this, because and I'm gonna we, we don't got that much on here, bro. I wanna I wanna make sure I wrap this pot up for you, bro. Like once again, bro, I appreciate you coming, on bro. Give me time out your day, bro. Real shit. Oh, yeah. This, this is a very big moment, bro. I ain't going to fake it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with this next question. Now, we two people that look just like our dads, bro, look just like our fathers. Different story, obviously. My father was killed when he, when I was three years old. Your father's still alive and breathing, still doing his thing. Shout out to your pops again. Um. So, at this question, when I wrote this question down, it, it, it sounded better, but now that I'm going to say it, it may sound stupid. but fuck it this is how we give it up on this podcast do you ever feel like have you ever felt like in your life at any point in time that you was chasing a ghost you know I like motherfuckers that LeBron say he chasing Jordan you know what I'm saying and he gotta live up to that now with me personally my pops was killed so I always heard the the dope stories about my pops so I always felt like I was chasing the ghost to be a, a certain type of level of good yeah have you ever felt that you had to go through that at any point in time in your life? Have you ever thought about that? Having lived up to your dad expectations or his standards type shit? Oh yeah, for sure. All the time.
1: Because to this day, I heard amazing stories about my dad and him being in college. Like how yeah. he used the man and all the other stuff. And you yeah, like of course <laughs> it's always like it's pressure. Yeah. But it's it's pressure. Like this, it is what it is. That's that's just the nature of the beast so all the time for sure. But I mean, it never got like the moment got too big for me, prep me for the moment. You know, he always prep mm-hmm. me for the moment. I was always, you know, appointed as leaders on the team. He was coaching my team and stuff like that. So it's not like he didn't prep me or he didn't teach me. I mean, he was prepping me for the moment, but it was always pressure. It was always, right, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? I gotta be better than him. Like that it's a competition. Like in my mind a lot of stuff in competition. My big sister got a master's, and now I'm working on my master's. I'm about to be done in May and stuff. So it's like, it's a competition. Like, you ain't going to be the only one with the master's. I love you sister, and You said the standard high. Now I got to now I gotta chase that standard because you do right. it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it was always like a competition, and it's like, oh, you got you to gotta do it, bro. You ain't got no choice.
0: That's what's up, bro. Because I, I, I swear to God, bro, I, I wanted to ask that because it's, it's a different situation, you know what I mean? Like, my yeah. shit, I got to, I'm like, yo, bro, to me, it's like when a nigga die, they stories become, like, super legendary type shit. Like, you just can't even, that's like, oh. he, scored, he scored 62 and three quarters. Like, what the fuck? How the fuck he do that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's shit like that. So, it's like, I, I want to make sure I asked you because I know, like, you would just like your damn daddy. And I'm like, my damn daddy. Twins. So, I know, though, that, that shit is brought up a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to say shout out to you. you say you're gonna have it done in May. You say your masters?
1: Yeah, it's, that's the plan. Or if I if I gotta slow it down, I will. Uh, cause you know you get a certain amount of years to be a grad assistant, and so yeah, it depend on how how everything looking and shake out, or whatever. And I slow it down if I need to, but I just want to make sure I'm on track. So if I do need to slow it down, I can, cause I can mm-hmm. I can go to the point where I can only gotta take one class or some mess, I'll be alright. So, you know, however I need my time here spent, it's going to be it. But if I want to, I, I can graduate in May and we'll see come. in this semester, you know, after the season, see how it's looking, and how long I need to extend it, how do you spread it out.
0: Yeah, nigga, you better than me, bro, because they told me – because I got my bachelor's and they told me I can get my uh, – I I like 18 months, I can get my master's. I was like, man, yeah. fuck that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, nigga, I do not <laughs> fuck with school, bro. But like – it's, it's 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 love that you said you you working you working towards yours. You said your big sister got her, so shout out to your big sister, yeah, man. Because that's that's love and it and it builds that that competitiveness in between siblings Now that, that's what break uh break barriers and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. that's love. I don't know, bro. I just thought about this on top of my head. I don't know why. I used to call your sister Denzel Washington, bro. I don't know yeah. if she had a crush on Denzel or some shit. I used to call her Denzel Washington, bro. <laughs> That oh, shit to be so funny,
1: dog. I not remember that, bro. I definitely remember that. I don't, remember I don't know why the fuck I used to do She didn't? No, nah, I, I forgot what it was for, though. Actually, it was funny. I don't, don't even remember. I just... <laughs> the crazy thing is, though, like, my sisters, they, they don't know competition. Like, they not no competition. They were like, it ain't nothing to competition. You tripping. To mm. me, it is. Which yeah, is... Like, mm. don't nobody care. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, man
0: care so it's a competition to me yeah now we, we as men as boys we got we got to do that shit, but we got to give ourselves a drive to to, to get shit accomplished but we don't like That's feeling true. like we ain't doing good enough you know what i mean um i want to ask you this bro because now you're in this coaching round, you know what I'm saying? we're gonna this towards the end of the pod bro so we're gonna do this and do the review and do quick hits and wrap it up but i want to yeah. ask you these two questions before we do that with you being on the coaching, on the coaching side of things, now I know you heard about the shit going on with Mike Tomlin. Um yeah. I want to ask you: Do you feel like he's being disrespected by the media with them asking him about going back to college and all that good shit? Yeah, that was wild,
1: man. I mean, that's the kind of dude. That, that's very disrespectful, man. Mike Tomlin been in the league a long time. One of the few black coaches that's been in the league for a long nice. time here, man, and like. That stuff it was like man come on now but now I seen I kind of seen where the comment where one of the comments stem from I don't know if it's the exact source but I seen uh what's the DB name he worked for ESPN now I forget his name he played at USC and he played with my he played with the Steelers Clark Ron Clark yeah yeah Ron Clark Clark. he was saying that he was saying he didn't mean it in that way he was saying like like USC need to offer him a whole lot of money and he will chip in like he was like they didn't offer him whatever he asking for to get him here, as he's right. a great coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what he was saying that he. That's what he was trying to explain. That he was saying it as, and you know, reporters taking the run with, it. they got to build storylines and everything. But that's like, come on, you Like y'all reaching out, like come <laughs> on, y'all disrespecting this man. He's been in the league this long, been successful this long. Y'all telling this man like, are oh, you gonna go take a college job? No, every a lot. Listen, a lot of coaches want to go work in the inner field, like.
0: I'm pretty sure. Unless you fucking Nick Saban or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Unless you Nick Saban. A lot of coaches want to work in field. And Nick Saban got the special recipe down there. Hands down. Right. But right.
0: a lot he of- keys. He got the keys to the motherfucking state. He ain't going nowhere.
1: Man, Nick Saban out so big, man. We went down to I said that thing from the outside. That thing's so big. But it's yeah? Thing. Yeah, that thing's so big. <laughs> it's just from the outside looking
0: in, but- That nigga got bread, dog. But it's one thing. It's one thing I say because like I say even if Ryan Clark said it, and it, just, it got taken out of context, like so this is Mike Tomlin, fam. Like dude, oh been bro, coaching the Steelers bro. for like fifteen years. Like he ain't never had a losing season.
2: Like, like he said, why
0: you not asking Andy Reid and motherfucking me, uh, uh, uh Harbaugh and all them niggas that shit? Why you not asking me? Like, like what the fuck? Why they being worried to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, right.
1: Yeah, that was, that's wild. That's bro. Ain't and when I cool.
0: when I came across that news and I knew we had this this episode coming up, I want to ask you because I don't I don't know what you I don't know what the goal is, but like you you just said, every coach want to make it to the NFL. Is that is that a goal for you to actually end up working on Sundays one day? Man, when I first
1: thought about coaching, I I didn't think so. But then as I started coaching, I was like, yes, yeah, a goal. Like that's, yeah. that, that's a goal and that's a goal I'm gonna reach and shoot. Whenever I reach it, I reach it, but that's a goal. And I mean, come on now, who doesn't want to be a professional coach work with professionals? That's a hey, that you already chopped another element off your stress. You don't got to worry about kids' classwork,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Like, come on, like you just yeah. you just chop something off your you don't got to call that guy every day to check on him,
0: right.
2: you don't have
1: to be with him for 11 months out of the year. In the right. off season, he's going home. He's gonna go train with his proper trainer back uh-huh. in his in his other house. You know what I'm saying? Like you on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, yeah,
1: you're almost on vacation when you got your vacation. You ain't got to worry about when you being on vacation. A kid by the call, you be like, "Hey, coach, ya uh, ya yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, you threw me on vacation. Now nah, It's like,
0: right? You, you know, fucked up my day, nigga. <laughs>
1: But, but, you know, in the professional level, you can could, you could see, of course, you still have the management, but it's like, it's a lot less management you got to do, and, you know, yeah. So you're not really, sometimes you impacted some lives, but at that age, you know, those guys grown. But it's like, yeah. like, it's the league. It's prompt. This is top of the top, top of the crop. Sure. Like, you're at the highest level. Mm-hmm. I, you know, once you reach that goal, and you do however long you want to do, uh, whatever goals you want to reach, you reach them. It's like, man, ain't nothing past that. That's that.
0: That's nice. that's real shit. And and with somebody with your competitive fervor, I you want to be at the with the big dogs. So I, yeah. I definitely understand that. You want you want to be with the big fish. Facts. Do do you ever think that? Because I, I you you follow the NBA as well. This last offseason, it's been a huge uptick. And the amount of uh, African American coaches that's been hired. Uh, he, like it's been like at least seven or nine of them got hired in this past offseason. Do you ever think that the NFL with them the way they doing Mike Town with those questions and shit like that? And we know the good old boys in in the NFL. Do you ever think there would be I don't even I don't want to say half, but like do you ever think there'll be an uptick in the in the amount of head coaches that's that's black in the NFL? Uh yeah, I
1: think it would be. I mean, at the same time, you know, it is what it is with the situations given at hand. But like you know, put in this instance, you know, as a black coach, your leash a lot shorter. Yeah. And, and that's just the lay of the land. So it is what it is. So yeah. it's like it kind of make it hard, you know, for guys. You got to lose a season to be able to stay there. You got multiple losing seasons to be able to stay there. I mean.
0: Yeah, like, you got most blue to see. They're going to kick your ass off the league for good. Fuck that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's kind of, it, I mean, it's just a lay of the land, but I think it'll be more. And to be honest, you know, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, you know, it's a lot of great coaches out there, all coaches. Yeah. It's, in the whole culture profession, it's more than you just know how to coach. You better know somebody.
3: Oh yeah, you oh, better, yeah. oh, yeah.
1: better show somebody that you could do something. Mm-hmm. You better mm-hmm. show, you better know somebody that gave you a chance. Facts. To, to for even me to get down here, I had to know somebody. Now I'm blessed with the, i blessed with the opportunity. Yeah. Now, now I'm trying, just trying to take it and run with it. I mean, shoot, like they gave me the opportunity. Okay, this is what you asked for. This is what you, this is what this was on your goal sheet right here. You mm-hmm. said, you said you wanted to do this. Right. Anybody else say they want? You said you want to do this, so now you gotta just expand the opportunity. So it's like, man, you gotta do everything you can to just do good with your opportunity.
0: Yeah, nice, real shit. This life is all about re- relationships, bro. You gotta know some people to get to where you want to go. Sometimes, man. For the most, yeah. most, people, I should say. Um, let's go ahead and get into the NFL review, bro. Um, who, who, who your team, bro? Who you fucking with? You're right up Come on, you are know I'm a Rams fan. Oh, man. You a Rams nigga, man. Come oh man, on. the best team <laughs> in the, the best team in the league, man. hey looking like it. They looking like it. I'm, I still got my 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 doubts about uh, Stafford. I gotta see him do it on the big stage. We all knew he was a gunslinger. He had a big arm and shit like that. But we gotta see him do it on the big stage. Obviously, um, I like I like everything else about them. Cooper Cup is he routing niggas up, ain't he? I ain't like, never seen this before.
1: But like this scheme plus talent, Eagles win production. Nah, that's true. He, if you if you're in that scheme that's gonna let you expose
0: your talent, yeah,
1: you're gonna be straight, and that's what he do.
0: They say he the triple, he the either he, the, he the triple crown leader in a, in receptions, yards, catches. I mean, uh, all you got like what is this? It's catches, uh yards, is it touchdowns? Oh, yeah, he, he gonna. He's gonna he's gonna surpass, he's gonna have his best year this year. He probably if, if the season he stopped right now, he probably got his best year. It, he he almost about to pass it up he got his best year this year. He routed niggas Like I, I told I, I put this on my social media, bro. This these white receivers is routing niggas up. You got Cooper Cup and with the Rams. And what's the I think he played for the uh Raiders? Uh what's the white boy for the Raiders, bro? Uh yeah,
1: Renfro from Renfro, Renfro. yeah. They route niggas up, dog. You know, Hunter had played for uh, played with Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, he was that, he was the cat that caught the game when it was a two point conversion or a touchdown. Oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. I remember.
1: That's that's I remember.
0: the same guy. They they don't white boys routing shit. They, they got that. I, I don't know the name of the route, but it's like it's like a broken route that they out there doing. They out there tearing niggas a new one with that motherfucker. Yeah. Man. Really, um,
1: it started with they releases and they get a little space, boy. All they gotta do is get a little space
0: and. <laughs> One cut, baller, mm-hmm. we good. We good. And to me, they don't do extra. Like they end up breaking the big play, but they ain't really trying to make the big play. They just trying to do what they can get the first, the necessary yardage. Oh yeah, and the defense fuck up. You gotta be smart as a receiver because you, know? Cause, oh, you yeah. can't be taking too many of them
1: big old licks now. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get what you gonna get and go ahead and get ready for the next play. Like,
0: oh me, that's how oh,
1: I'm the boy. What you gonna get? Get ready for the next play.
0: So who you got who you what what's your what's your top teams so far going forward top obviously top. you got the rams obviously well you already
1: know it, rams um <laughs> rams, uh, man of course the Bucks. like mm-hmm. of course time out there leading that thing Man, got you gotta
0: off that motherfucker
1: man the others do, been doing their thing Surprising, you know, everybody that was Cowboys fans, but they been doing their thing.
0: them niggas getting by right now, man.
1: Was the crazy thing is, though, who may really just come out the NFC, the AFC. Mm-hmm. I think them Bills come crunch time, gotta see what the Ravens looking like come crunch
0: time. Yeah, shoot, them Titans. Hey, I swear to God, hey, I was just about to say that. I think the Titans may fuck around and win it, bro. Bro,
1: they're going to they gonna turn it on, come playoff time. With King Henry toting that thing, the type of the type of game management they could do with him and Ryan Tannehill managing the game, and the guys they got on defense that could just control it, Duh. they
0: dangerous. It Come on, man. King Henry running at you. It, you ain't nobody tapping that nigga head up, man. It, it, it's certain niggas that you just like nah. Like it, I be seeing, I be seeing DBs literally not pick up speed when he when he, uh when he running past him. No they be reason. like, nah, you can have it. No reason to. And then when you got when you got Julio, even though Julio ain't look like Julio because he got I think it's a hamstring, but that's still Julio Jones. And I, who they got AJ Green? Who, who's AJ the other one? AJ, AJ AJ Brown. Brown. Miss, yo. You you can not double them niggas. You got to put everybody in the box. Like it's, it's, Henry Derrick Henry to me Derrick Henry look like Brandon Jacobs times one hundred and twenty. Like remember Brandon Jacobs with the Giants? Yes. Like that's what Derrick Henry like a six foot four running back that's that's mowing shit. He Man. he way faster obviously, but like it's just Derrick Henry he, he may go down as one of the best running backs of all time, bro.
1: Well sure, like bro, like y- y'all understand, bro. He is like six three and a half, maybe 250, running a four four. Like <laughs> and, and his his arm scratching the back of his calf muscles when he stands straight up, like that's some scary shit. lethal. Like when he pick up speed, yeah. boy, watch out.
0: Watch out. Yeah, that's some scary shit. Man when niggas, niggas be asking like if LeBron played football, what would he be? I'm like nigga, Derek fucking Henry, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a taller Derrick Henry on you niggas, man. Niggas ain't finna tackle that 6'8 260 ass nigga, man. running like that. Um but I'm with you though. I, I I do think the Titans may be the the sleeper with Baltimore. They they so depleted, man. I'm scared that this season gonna end up being a season with Lamar uh Lamar do some special shit to get him to super far in the playoffs, but then lose because. They just ain't got the, the talent, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I see what you mean by that. But I do like the Rams. I like the Bucks too, but they defense gotta get better. But they just gotta they got like a Dallas Cowboys type schedule where they schedule weak because they didn't win, you know, a division and shit like that last year. Yeah. So it's like they see they schedule this year is like super weak, bro. But who knows, man? Um uh, but I'm I'm with you on the tights, bro. Let's move over to the NBA before we wrap these quick hitters up, bro. I don't want to take up your, t- your night like that. Yeah. Um NBA, we back in business, dog. You know what I'm saying? NBA just kicked off. Right now, it's still too early to really niggas ain't beating niggas how they should. But we all know who the favorites are: Brooklyn and, and the Lakers. Who, who who you got your eyes on, man? Who, we I, my Lakers just lost. You know what I'm saying? But who you got your eyes on, man? Man, I'm a I'm a real sense about like
1: I forget the year. KD was in high school and was yeah. Christian. For senior, I've been a KD fan ever since, bro. When I played indoor, I played in KD's, like, because we played in mm-hmm. indoor. So I've been a KD fan forever. So wherever KD rides, you know, <laughs> you, got, you got your Bron, you got your Bron Wagners, uh-huh. you got your KD guys. I'm a KD guy, man.
2: I ain't, <laughs> I
1: ain't, mad, I ain't mad at him for going to the Warriors, man. It ain't, it ain't his fault. We should never trade the James Harden in the first place. You know what I'm saying? That was that was an OKC fault. Trader James Harden said to Serge Ibaka
0: for four million motherfucking dollars. So you know what I'm
1: saying that ain't that ain't KD fault that they blew. That's it.
0: that nigga fault, man. I ain't let, look, I'm gonna let you say. It. I'm gonna let you support the nigga, but I don't let you. You know what I'm saying he went to the Warriors, but hey, any real nigga know they would have went to the Warriors too. So it is what it is, man. Okay. <laughs> went straight to the Warriors. You heard me, like. I'm trying to win. I got money. <laughs> hey, got hey money. Like, that was the best decision to make. I knew he was going to make that decision. Like before the news had dropped, I said, "Bro, a basketball, I would go to Golden State." Like it, 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 it didn't make sense not to go there. But you fucking with Brooklyn, okay, I, I fuck with it. Like you, you, you got them even if Kyrie don't come back.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing, bro. We just got to we just got to play well, right? We got to mess right now be prepared for Kyrie not coming. Now, if Kyrie, if Kyrie don't come back you know, we're going to be in some little trouble and we just got to move on with our life. But if Kyrie come back, you know, and everybody stay healthy, then it's like – because they about it, They took the Bucks to game seven last year. They did. Not they did. everybody being healthy. They so did. even KD was banged up with the hammy. So it's yeah. like, bro, like, we supposed to – like, that's supposed to be us. Like, we supposed to be in there, like – Kyrie
0: to get his mind right. Come on, right? <laughs> come on, man. We need you. you know what that I'm saying, nigga, man. He he he. Too busy, man. He. but like, I tell people, because I, I don't. like I say I don't know. People. A lot of people don't hear me when I say this, but people gotta remember that Kyrie Irving and Maya Moore is like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Maya Moore, she walked away from the game in her prime, for fight to fight to get her husband out of jail. She she walked away. And like, that was my amor, nigga. So, it, it was like... You know, put it down. <sighs> nigga, she was so cold. But it's like, with Kyrie, her and Kyrie being so cool, bro. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he walked away. You know what I'm saying? Just because at Man. this point in time, basketball is clearly not the, the, the number one thing on mind. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I get it. You know so I'm saying? To me personally, I'm you know I'm around with the Lake Show. You know what I'm saying? I got to rob the Lakers, bro. Um, just because I think if Anthony Davis play like Anthony Davis, then yeah. can't nobody fuck with him now, especially not on Brooklyn. Like he gonna kill Lamarcus <laughs> and, and Paul Millsap and them niggas. Yeah. But it's like it's just it's it's with him, and I think everybody feel aware about Russ. You know what I'm saying? Niggas niggas don't think he a championship player. I was saying it even when he was my favorite player in the league, but. Hopefully, I was wrong type shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: Hopefully. you, you hope you're wrong about it. I don't,
0: man. I don't <laughs> think I am, though. I, I really don't think I am. That, that's the fucked up part being a Laker fan right now is that, like, when you're watching Russell Westbrook, you don't really think this going to change. You still think he's going to be doing the same shit in the playoffs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it, that's why it's, it's just hoping that AD can just turn the fuck up. Yeah. Um, but let me get to these quick hitters, bro. I want to ask you these quick hitters. Um, it's going to be like Red Pill, Blue Pill, um, Truck Sports, geez, all that good shit. You know how uh, quick hitters go. and Then we're going to wrap this motherfucking me podcast on up, bro. So leading to the uh, quick hitters. We're going to start off. Nigga, Red Pill or Blue Pill? Which one you taking? Blue. Yeah, I'm a Blue Pill, my nigga. the same, bro. I, just leave me how I want to be. <laughs> um, you got to rank these three players. Barbershop talk. You know how it go. Kobe. MJ, LeBron. I ain't putting KD in this conversation, nigga. <laughs> Come on, man. Why not? You know what? Fuck, just for you, rank all four. Kobe, MJ, LeBron, KD. We ain't going to do it like... We just going to... MJ,
1: LeBron, Kobe. I
0: ain't even mad. I ain't even mad. I'm a Kobe guy, but at certain point in time... You just got to give it up to Bron. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Nigga been yeah. the prime for 20 years.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you got to give him that. So, all right, next one. Truck, sports car, or Jeep? Jeep. I'm riding with a Jeep. I got a Jeep right now. Best
1: of both
0: worlds. Oh, yeah. then It don't depreciate either. Motherfuckers don't even know that. <laughs> Natural body or enhancements? Say it again. Natural body or enhancements? Natural. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, I'm rocking with the natural bodies myself, man. I, I got told. Like I told my homeboys. I can't even honestly say, bro, i actually fuck with a chick who had enhancements, unless I just didn't know. But like, yeah. once I physically, like, once I visibly see it, I'm not even attracted no more. Like, it, it leads me to a mental layer. Like, like, baby, your mental ain't right. You went and got enhancements at 24. You fucked up in the head. Man, everybody, you know, I respect them all doing for their different reasons. But you know, I just prefer that. That's true. That that's 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 probably the answer I should give now that I'm being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got a stack of money, you rather have a stack of 20s or a stack of hundreds. Stack of hundreds. Yeah, see, I ain't gonna lie to you. I I'm 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 from the trenches for I, 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 the trenches are still in my heart, but I gotta have the 20s, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's something about a hundred, like I love having hundreds. T- but I don't like breaking them motherfuckers. Like, I want them motherfuckers to yeah. stay there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I say stack of hundreds. You're going to be more likely to say something that That's true. That's true that's as cool. fuck. Um, I ain't going to ask you this next question. I don't, you don't smoke. But let me ask you this. Game seven or Super Bowl? <sighs> Super Bowl. Mm. I, I, I had a feeling he was going to say Super Bowl. I had, uh, I had Aaron on the podcast. He said game seven. He surprised me. Where are you sitting at, though? Shit, uh, good seats. Just, just good seats. Fuck it,
1: just good Are seats. You floor seats for, for game seven, or it's just good
0: seats. Okay, okay. Floor seats for game seven. What's the equivalent of floor seats for NFL? Because in the everybody box-
1: like viewing the game different. You know, what I'm huh? mean? Everybody, everybody like they view the game different.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. It's just a, a good seats for both. It's a damn good seats for both. Just like the best seats in the house for both. Which one you take it?
1: Oh, that's tough. That game seven. You if you're on the floor, game seven, sideline. That's that's lot.
0: He made imagine Kawhi hitting that shot and falling in your lap, man.
1: <laughs> it was like, oh, come on, Braves, get up. But I ain't gonna lie, bro. Man, football, great seats. Well, you can hear them pass crap. And yeah. then that, that, when the crowd erupt, yeah, gym get loud, bro. What's a different feeling when the pass, when you hear them pass mm-hmm. collide, smack, you hear going pass clap together and the crowd erupt? Yeah. 80,000 people just erupt. Uncontrollably. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. He he does, see, bro. It's, it's so many more people in football. That shit, like, that should make you fight like you in the old. Column see in the Roman days or some shit with all them damn people, man.
1: Yeah, it just, it just, it just—I don't know. It just feel better. Just heard the collision on don't, on-field don't collision. You heard them yeah. all come off, smack each other like it's just like, dang, it's this this ball. And the league, they hit hard. Like yeah, shit. basketball, cool and all, but in the league, they hit. Like, <laughs> they
0: knocking like, niggas block off. <laughs>
1: they trying to hit you every play, boy. <laughs> it was That's like, true. boy, that thing is 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 just like
0: music to your ears. Oh, oh, that sounds good. Nah, that shit is crazy. That's why I, I I can only imagine what it was like when niggas like Ray when the Ravens was playing. I had Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and all them niggas. It was a big hit every play. You know what I'm saying? I can only imagine no what it was flag. like. No flag. No flag. They don't know what a flag is. <laughs> um Let me ask you this: Burgers or tacos? Tacos. You a taco, nigga? bro?
1: listen, like, the burger's cool and all, but you know, you got to chill out. I, you can mix up a kind of taco. You can get the shrimp.
2: Yeah.
1: You can mix up the taco. You get a burger, you kind of going to really get the same thing.
0: You just got to put bacon on that motherfucker to spice it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the only change we you're going to do is put bacon on it.
0: Facts. Uh, Mondays or Fridays? Fridays. I'm a Monday nigga, but i I hate Fridays, bro. I'm be honest with
1: you. Friday before the day before the game.
0: but see, okay, yeah. Okay. For me, I hate Fridays. It takes it go by so slow for me. Because I be thinking about the weekend too much.
1: I'm enjoying the weekend too much. I'm enjoying the weekend too
0: much. Right. Uh hip hop or R and B. RB. R&B. Yeah, I'm an R&B nigga myself, bro. Hip hop. The older I get, the 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 the, uh, farther away I get from hip hop. I ain't gonna lie to you. I listen to it, but I'm an R&B nigga now. Yep.
1: Them old school R&B songs hit hard now.
0: Like we grew up on our whole
1: life. (laughs) I'm just saying. Even like, even now, bro. Like, I was on YouTube the other day. Listen to a 2000s R&B playlist. Like, come on now. Like, (laughs) you got Lee and that thing, Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? You still got the and then he still got the dudes and thing too, though. You uh-huh. know, like oh, this was a hit. You can't say everybody went on that lady burn with his kids. I'm like, this. Oh, shit the, I still seen that shit now, nigga. My <laughs> we at Ferguson Middle, man. That stuff was some heat. <laughs> <laughs> they get on that
0: song, no with Sparks. Like they was killing it. Yeah, that was that shit. It's some. It's, it's just something about. It's something about singing, bro. It's just something about singing, harmonizing and sure. singing. Do something to you. I ain't on to fake. It. It's just something about it, and I feel like the content matter is 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 it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more. Uh, they are talking about more shit in R and B than they do in hip hop. Hip hop is the same shit for the last twenty five years. Um. So this this, this this we forget to the football right here. T O or Randy Moss.
1: Randy Moss. I'm a I T.O. Man, this is the thing though. I didn't understand. I didn't understand. What exactly had made TO so special until like maybe a couple years ago? Like just mm-hmm. really got sitting what he did. And no. he's Hall of Fame, no doubt, special. Yeah. Like, if you watch this stuff and go watch Randy's stuff and DB oh, like yeah, yeah.
0: them niggas the oh, only reason why I take T O over Randy is cause T O will go across the middle.
1: Yeah, yeah. Randy, yeah, you know, he ain't really
0: trying to go across the middle for real. But
1: yeah, that his thing though. That's like very yeah, Oh, I'm taking Bron over Steph Curry just because Bron dunks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I feel you. laughs> Steph Curry I feel shoots
1: from half court. Like He yeah. got more points than that dunk. So it's like... <laughs> and I'm saying T.O. And, and T.O. is one of the greats. But yeah. like, Randy is... Different. <laughs> Randy was Randy. T.O. is different. It'll never be another Randy.
0: Yeah, nah. He, he, had, he had the physical gifts, the height. He had the speed. Yeah, yeah, like all that
1: shit, You can, bro. Say, Julio, you can say Julio almost another
0: To, but it never be another Randy. That you, you honestly could say Julio is To. <laughs> you what? honestly could say that shit. Like Julio is just basically To. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. I ain't even think about it like that. When you think about that, that stature—that's what made To so crazy. Stature. That nigga was so big, so yeah, fast, so strong.
1: Fast uh, freak athlete. Yeah, and To is was, was a freak.
0: What he did in that Super Bowl was different, though. And they got a broke leg, bro. Was the best player on the field. Free That's
1: athlete.
2: Cool crazy.
1: So, hey, I'm going to tell you around. This is I realized.
0: I wasn't going to leave. Some dudes is just different. Okay, <laughs> 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 right, so, right, you know what's fucked up? You had that feeling about T.O., I had that feeling about you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> <Some> dudes <laughs> had, had no chance. <laughs> some
1: dudes is just different. Like, some dudes just. They just gifted. Like, when you think right. you gifted, hey, remember, it's somebody out there that's really just like gifted. Like, you like,
0: okay, I understand. Hey, that's how I was when I saw Zeke for the first time. We uh we was doing track and field and he was in our, he was in our meet. He was doing hurdles and shit like that. Yeah, he was hurting. Them. I saw that nigga running, dog. I was like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, ain't nobody fucking with this nigga, man. Some this dude, nigga different. Some dudes different. I ain't gonna lie. Real talk. Um, Ray Lewis or Urlacher. And don't Ray be Lewis. racist either, nigga. Ray Lewis. I'm an Urlacher. I was a Bears fan, though. Let me let me clear it up. I was a Bears fan. That makes sense. But I honestly felt like Urlacher was better in coverage. I felt like he, he he made them same type of hits, but he was just better in coverage. But I was also a Bears fan, too. So star me out, nigga. Shit.
1: <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let
0: you. <laughs> Um last one. Palomalu or Ed Reed? Ed Reed. I think I'd take Ed Reed too, bro. It's something about the hits, man. I, I need the hits.
1: He returned, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Palomalu, yeah.
1: He did return. Like, he, now, Palomalu, great athlete. He was an instinctive football player. He was, he was cold. Ed Reed, like, he had a certain, he got that swag that we looking for. He got that yeah. swag like he was doing whatever laterally, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like
0: these looking like Dion out there.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he his plays on special teams all the time. And as a blocker, like he doing his thing. Like dudes, yeah. like, all over. Palomalo was all over too, but like Ed Reed was just like man. Like
0: it, it was more. It was much more for even because Palomalo hit your ass too, but it was much more finesse with Palomalo. It felt like you yeah. Know Ed I mean? Reed nah. It, <laughs> He's gonna, he gonna run through you, fuck, fuck, swiping the ball. down. he gonna hit you and make you just drop that motherfucker. Ankle
1: tackle you need <laughs> oh,
0: Hell no. Um, fuck Mary Kill. You watch, you watch BMF. Yeah, but nice. I, ain't
1: too, I ain't too like into like
0: the names of the something. You know Cash Dog, nigga. I know Cash Dog. All right, so you you cool with this? Fuck Mary Kill, Cash Dog, Lala, or Tasha Saint Patrick. Oh, that's what you I, see. I thought you were,
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> See, that's the thing. Two out of three ain't natural. Yeah, yeah. That's the killer. Wait, ca- cash Dog. I think Cash Dog. Oh, yeah, she do
0: got shit done.
1: That's the killer part about. It. All right, well, you, yeah, you want to put them on order? I
0: ain't gonna lie, la Nah, nigga, it's it's fuck Mary Kills. Somebody got die. We got put on
2: order, la la.
0: That's fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, la la, catch the uh, Tosh Going against, going against the rules. Going against the rules. <laughs> It's
0: all good,
1: bro. I really could put size for a cash dog, but I mean, I ain't gonna be absurd right
0: now. Nah, I just understand that. Hey, nigga, cash dog can get it. I ain't gonna cap. Uh, <laughs> um, last one before I just wrap it up. This is something, this ain't a quick hitter. This is my question to you. You know, Tom Brady threw the 600, the 600 touchdown pass, yeah, ball got passed to the fans and shit like that. But news came out that they reached an agreement with the fans. The fan got one Bitcoin from Tom Brady, which was $63,000. He got two Tom Brady-signed jerseys and a helmet. He got one Mike Evans-signed jersey plus his game cleats. He got $1,000 credit at the Bucks team store and two season tickets for the remainder of 2021 and 2022. And Tom Brady just got the football back. Would you give him the ball?
1: Yeah, you go ahead and get it, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You you already signed some balls for me to get. I noticed this I noticed this is a six six hundred, but Tom was gonna pay for that. He ain't he wants all tri- oh, that stuff so Tom's gonna pay for that. He won't trip off
0: that. Yeah, he ain't tripping off. Oh,
1: I'm shoot. <laughs> oh you can give me what? And what? <laughs> all right, you, can have, you can have this ball. Like obviously I was sitting close enough for me to get the season tickets. I was sitting close enough right. to where I got the ball. So right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna be like that because that's his accomplishment. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. That's something like he, that's something like he's gonna hold true forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bro, he finna pay me for his accomplishment, bro. He got your ball,
0: You can have that motherfucker. I, I said you had you had a lot of people talking, about it was a bad deal. Nobody, nigga, they could have you could not had the ball in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, you just walked away from a football game with all this shit, sixty three k Come on man, he came up, dog. How
1: you gonna show up, bro? You about to walk away with all this stuff? He got 63k. Like, yeah, on. that's
0: chump. That, that to me. That's like you said, his, his seats were so good. That's chump change to do.
1: <laughs> like, like, I mean, come on, I'm gonna just go ahead and take all that stuff and we, we bounce it. I came here with nothing, and I'm leaving away with all this stuff.
0: Facts. Facts. Um, well, shit, I think yeah, that's all I got on the docket, bro. Um shot, you got anything. You know, you got anything you, you want to say? Anything you want the people to know from you, bro? What you got going on Man, that we ain't covered?
1: I'm Trying to think. <laughs> Not. Oh, one, one quick thing of how I end up down here mm-hmm. is uh, you know, the headman I was working for the D two, he got fired in December, oh, and uh, so <clears throat> I was in a transition mode to where they was trying to find a new coach at the at the school I was at. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it was a couple candidates and you know, I was told that I would be kept, retained or whatever. Uh, if certain candidates got hired or whatever. But I kind of just wanted to like wipe my hands with it there. And I wanted to go branch out with them all. down. like, okay, I think my time is going to be up. You know? And yeah. so, I get a job at Lane College. It's HBCU, it's a D2 in Jackson, Tennessee. And I get down there, so I resign from this, this job up there. It was very southern. brother to lane like college, I'm only there for two days, you know. Well, the second day I was there, literally the second day, I got a call from my mentor, Trey Scott. Yeah. He called me, he like, hey, hey, KJ. Uh he just, just talks to me. He's like, man, I got an opportunity for you possibly. My boy B joiner over at Arkansas State, the D-line coach, he's looking for an assistant. He's like, man, it'd be good for you to, to go over there and work with him. You know, they got a brand new coach, uh, Busch Jones. You know, he's a well-known coach of the profession, well-respected. And so I'm like, all right, man, this is helping me get closer to my goal. Nice. This, this is another step along my goal sheet, number one, too. And so he's like, I know I just got you the job, but help you get the job in Lane, but hey, it's going to be a, the, the opportunity for you, bro, I think it's going to be the one. So I, you know. I was in the process of trying to set up the interview. We had to change the days of the interview to, you know, a day I was going to be in the office. Next day at the airline, lane. Mind you, I just got there two days before. So that night I called a head man. I'm like, man, Arkansas State want an interview. He was like, you ain't committed to us, yada, yada. And, you know, he was going off on the phone. He was like, man, you know, if you accept the interview, you fired. And I was like, OK, well, I'll let you know tomorrow then. So in my mind, I'm like, man, I already know I'm gonna take this interview. I like, I ain't I can find the job, so I ain't tripping. Right. So <laughs> I I gotta do like a little assignment for the interview that night. And my dad calling me, his old coach calling me, because his old coach had me get the job over the lane and everything. And he like, you know, just do your time up, but if you good, you ain't got it. I'm like, man, look, coach, I respect you. You know, you want that items and everything, but I'm I'm taking this interview. I appreciate you giving me that help when I'm taking the interview. Bro. And for the fact, for another, you know, another black man, another older black coach, you know, skin tone like mine, everything to be like, man, if you accept the interview, I'll fire you. Bro, if they would have called you, you would have took the interview. Right. You know what I'm saying? You they would have called you come be the OC, you would have took the interview. Right. You would have took that. You would have ran with that. You just say to that to me and you know where I am in my career. Like, I I'll, I'll lose respect for you straight up like that, and took the interview. After I did the interview, the next day I go up to the facility, I tell appreciate it. I, say, hey, I said, hey, I took the access the interview. And when I looked at him like I said the interview. It was like, well, all right, you got to do what you got to do. Y'all, y'all. Like, all right, I'll leave my key. Wherever. And I did it. And so I kind of just jumped off a leap of faith. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I'm going to bet on me because I ain't got nothing to lose right now. But a job, um, yeah, I got my own room. I'm gonna make. I got my own D line room. I'm gonna make what thirty six thousand. So yada yada. Man, I'm betting on me. I know my goals and mine. Right. Especially my mentor that have been down the path I done been. You know, what I'm saying as far as in this profession, for him to tell me, like, hey, do you think this is an opportunity for me? I'm gonna yeah. listen. He'd have been. He'd have been in this position. Right. He, he'd have went to this school and did what I'm doing now. He'd have been in this position. He right. know. He knows how it goes. So I'm like. I'm a bounce. It is what it is. I went to St. Louis for like five days, and they called me back. Cause they told me, "Hey, long as you get in school, you got the job." Man, I was down here by the weekend. <laughs> you know what sure. I'm saying? I ain't asked no questions. I said i will be there. Yeah. I and I, I stayed in the hotel for five days. Like, hey, rent the hotel room for like five days. The days in, and then I go to the on campus. People like, yeah, I got, yeah, I got some housing available. Yeah. We, we get you in, got me in. Like it was like it was like that. But it's it's going to show you. Like first off, everybody ain't gonna ain't gonna want to see you win. And second off, sometimes you got to take a leap of faith for yourself and trust you. And that's what it was. And that's how I end up down here. So it's just kind of my little testimony about how you break through. And Coach Bruce Jones gave me this opportunity to be down here and be able to affect lives, and you know be able to do what I do best. He gave me the opportunity as well as teaching me how to be a coach. He got coaches that coach in the league. He got coaches that coach how high D1 schools. He mm-hmm. teaches me how to be a coach. I was like, bro, like, yeah, let's go. Like, I'm getting my... This is your chance. It's your time to yeah. shine. I'm getting my chance. I can't ask nobody else for nothing. They giving me a chance. Like, right. I just got to take opportunity and do what it is to do.
0: Right. Now, that's... Man. <laughs> Bro, that's that's wild as fuck. Like I said, for another man that looked like you, telling like you, all that shit, to say if you take this interview, we are gonna fire you. That's that's some shit because like, and that goes back to what we said earlier in this pod that it's it's up to you to make sure when you come across an opportunity that you take that motherfucker because right. it could have it could have been you could have easily been like, well, damn, he gonna fire me if I take this job. What if it don't work out? Type shit. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's wild as fuck, bro. Not and to see you (laughs) now. You're at Arkansas State, fam. Recruiting for (laughs) Lewis. Do you you ever just sit back and think about that? Like, nigga, I'm at Arkansas State coaching football.
1: It's been days where I'm like, man, I'm really coaching college football. (laughs) What am I doing?
0: (laughs) Like, that's that's crazy,
1: bro. How do how did this end up happening? I know it's (laughs) been a long time, but like. How like what? And then it's just like, well, I mean, you wasn't playing football no more. And you like coaching. Yeah. And you're around you're around good people. You're around the sport that you love. And it's like, might as well do it.
0: That was it. You know what, bro? By your, by your old coach, you said Trey Scott was the name? Yeah, Trey Scott. Trey Scott. Him doing that, looking back and <clears throat> Seeing he can get help get you a, a certain opportunity. That just comes back type of dude you is, bro. If you was a yeah. you was a you know what I'm saying, if you, if you was a a bullshit ass dude, if you was an ain't shit yeah. ass dude, he wouldn't have called you fam. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like you give those you you help people get opportunities that you know will now, now they ain't gotta be the best at it, but they gonna try their best at it.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, and that, that that's all that matters, fam. Like, I, I look at every time I'm like, this nigga's at Arkansas State, man. This nigga Keith Jones is at Arkansas Motherfucking State. This nigga is this nigga <laughs> coaching cats. Like, like, fam, it comes a certain point in time to where it's like you gotta realize that life is going on, and niggas that you know is taking steps into becoming and a better in themselves. Yeah. So it's like when I see you doing your shit, I'm like, fam, like, I can't do nothing but salute it. Cause I I knew it. I know what niggas was doing when they was kids. I know what niggas was doing. You know what I'm saying? When they was becoming young men, and now I'm seeing what you're doing now. That you're grown ass motherfucker, man. What you 27 now? Yeah, 27. Nigga, 27 years old coaching coaching in college, man. That shit don't happen like that. And if it do happen, it don't happen for niggas like us. Niggas that look like you and me. You know what I'm saying?
1: They happen for people
0: that's in. You know what I'm saying? Where are we from? Exactly, fam. So it's. Yeah. It, it, it's it's commitment. and I'm mad at myself because I pulled this shit up. Nigga, I was well, hold on, I was gonna read this and everything. Your uh, your Arkansas State thing. I was gonna read this and everything, bro. Um, are you good? You good? You good? We was on this one for a long time, bro. I ain't expect to be on this long, bro. <laughs> to be honest we with just you, chopped um, it up. But I, I, we was, bro. It, it, I said it was gonna be a conversation, bro, between two homeboys, bro. And you look up and time go by fast as a motherfucker.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: But I want to say this before I before I let you go. To all the friends of the show listening, man, if you're asking yourself, should you take that next goal in life? Should you take the opportunity? And you question yourself? I brought my boy Keith Jones on here so y'all can see a living testament, a living embodiment of somebody that took a chance on themselves, that bet on themselves, that didn't give up on themselves when they was faced with some with some hardships in life. You know what I mean? He could have easily stopped. He could have easily started complaining about life and became a fucker. That wasn't him. And like I can tell my little brother, growing up in life, you got to set the foundation for who you're going to become as, as you get older. And the reason why you didn't give up on yourself is because as a kid, you never gave up on yourself. As a kid, you understood how difficult this shit was going to be. And I think a lot of times people don't look at it like that. So, you've always been preparing yourself to be not only a stand up person, but a leader of men. And whether you knew it or not, like I said, I wanted to make sure I brought Coach Shoddy quote on here because the shit he was saying and the person that you are today, or what you're doing today, even though you've always been this person, it goes like this. You know what I'm saying? It seems like okay. it shit was meant to be type shit. So, I wanted to make sure I said that to you, bro, because you, you, you that nigga, bro. You a legend, fam. Like you could have easily just been one of them dope ass niggas in high school. That yeah, now you just a nigga that used to be dope <laughs> in high school. <laughs> nah, you you passing it on. You taking on all that dope shit you had, and you giving it on to the next generation, bro. So I can't do nothing but 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 show you love and support for that, bro. You always gonna be my homeboy. You know what I'm saying. I hope to I hope for one day you is coaching on them Sundays. But for the meantime, let's take over these Saturdays, nigga. Let's keep let's keep running up a motherfucking check on these niggas, man. Let's keep doing Man. that shit. Um, I want to say, me personally, you got anything else before you, before I wrap it up? Anything else you want to say, bro? Nah, bro,
1: I just want you to, you know, keep doing your thing with the podcast. I know it's still starting off light and everything, but mm-hmm. you staying consistent, persistent, bro. Anything gonna keep going and going? Cause shoot, I know everybody, you know, doing a podcast stuff, but you, you know, you got your thing rolling the right way. It's that thing official. You on point with the topics. You on point with the conversation. And everything right? and sure you doing your thing. You out there in AZ, bro. Anytime I see somebody from the loop, they move, move out, and they out there living their best life. I'm like, well, see they experiencing it. They realize it. They mm-hmm. they they getting that that same feel that I was able to get, and they they get to see the world on a whole different level. Like yeah. leave St. Louis and going to a different spot, you see. You see the world in a different level, and bro, I'm glad you doing that. Like, you doing your thing, bro, and I'm glad you doing that because shoot, sports was the sports was the way out for me, and so you doing that thing with your own thing. You feel me? Like it's like yeah, yeah like he he getting that experience, like he That's getting not, that experience, bro. and I, I'm happy for that.
0: That's love, bro. That's love, bro. And, and the feeling is definitely fucking mutual, bro. See you out the loop doing your thing. And like I said, me knowing you and your family, bro, and you tell me, oh, like I said, before we went live, how your siblings and stuff is doing their own thing, too. Your parents is doing their own thing, bro. I love that shit. My, I love to hear it. You know what I'm saying? I truly motherfucking me, do, bro. And the grind don't stop. You know what I'm saying? L- later in the future, we're going to do this again. You're going to be doing your at the highest level. And I'm gonna be one of the big dogs in this podcast here, but we're gonna keep taking over the motherfucking game that way. Um, but I want to say shouts everybody, man, because we got people around the world listening to this podcast, bro, in many different countries. I'm gonna say shouts to everybody around the world supporting this podcast, man, on different platforms. Um, thank you for tapping and joining the motherfucking conversation. I truly appreciate it. I want to say once again, shout out to my boy Keith Jones Jr., aka Big Glitch, aka the Doctor the Berry, the motherfucking bigger the beast. I made that shit up before I started recording too. That shit just sounded hard. To me. <laughs> <laughs> that shit sounded hard to me, man. That may be the title of this episode, man. The black of the berry, the bigger the beast, man. Real bro shit. Well, key that was hard. Was
1: hard. He, he
0: just he that just, shit hard. That. <laughs> that shit hard, bro. But let's let's keep building this empire, man. Let's keep tapping at each and every motherfucking week. Audio version every Thursday at four a.m. Visual every Friday at eight a.m. on Until FN YouTube channel. I'm subscribed, Raven review to the podcast. And it's all of these ways, man. Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. And I'll try next week, man. We out this motherfucker, man. Big glitch, my boy. I appreciate it, Brody.
1: All right, my dog, Hatch. I'm going to holler at you.
0: All right, man. Stay safe, my boy.
1: For sure, bro. You too.
0: All right, bet.